This is MRN Classic Races, presented by Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. And also brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our strength. The following is a presentation of MRN Radio, celebrating 25 years of great NASCAR coverage. Just three races remain in the 1994 NASCAR Winston Cup season. Today at the newly repaved North Carolina Motor Speedway in Rockingham, Kyle Petty returns to a track where he has been dominant over the years. But now, with a new coat of asphalt, will the secrets of years ago stored in the little black books that teams rely on still work? I think spring and shock-wise, you have to throw the book away. I think the way you drive it, it's the same. You know, I come down here and I heard how good it was and all this stuff, and I went back to driving it the same way I always drove it. And I picked up. I think the racetrack itself, they didn't change the corners. They didn't put them in a different place. The straightaways are still in the same place. It's the same old racetrack. The race will be a little bit different because you can stick so good to the racetrack, but it's still the same old racetrack. It still is the rock. And for 500 miles today, it will be a tester for the best NASCAR Winston Cup drivers in the business. From Rockingham, the AC Delco 500, next. MRN Radio presents NASCAR Today. Sponsored by Goody's Headache Powders and Pain Relief Tablets, the official pain reliever of NASCAR. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the North Carolina Motor Speedway. Well, they're about to go racing here in a hurry this afternoon because there has been a threat of some showers in this area, so NASCAR is rolling them off right on the money this afternoon. Eli, what, two laps? Two laps, and we'll be going racing. This is a 492-lap event over 500 miles. This track measures 1.017 miles around. If you don't have a calculator handy, that is just 90 feet longer than one mile. So it's 492 laps over the course of this day. And interestingly, this race next year, Barney, is going to be just a 400-miler, the AC Delco 4. 400 next year. That announcement made here over the weekend. Yeah, that was greeted uh, with a lot of enthusiasm from all the race teams, and the fans embrace it also. I, they feel like that a 400-mile race will be much more competitive here. Address a couple of things very quickly. They have new pavement at the Speedway. Everybody in the field broke the old qualifying record, so we're looking at some of the fastest laps, certainly all day long, that they have ever run at the Rock. Yesterday in the Bush Grand National Race, we saw a lot of guys get in trouble running three deep into the corners, but this racetrack just feels so good, they all think they can do it. They say it's like running on glass. It is newly repaved. One difference from years gone by, though, there are no longer the white lines on the racetrack that used to break up one lane from the next. But as the drivers said this morning, heck, we never used those anyway, so they just saved themselves some paint. NASCAR Today is produced by MRN Radio and sponsored by Goodies Headache Powders and Pain Relief Tablets, the official pain reliever of NASCAR. We are one lap away from going green. Let's take you around this one-mile North Carolina Motor Speedway. Turns one and two. That's where Joe Moore of Hampton, Virginia, is positioned atop the 22-degree banking. Plenty of room to make moves down here. It's new pavement, but it's the same old Rockingham. That means tough getting through turns one and two, particularly getting off the second turn and moving on to this back straightaway where the length narrows up, or the width, that is, narrows. Also back here, the backside pits. They'll make their entrance just at the exit of turn two. 
Alan Bestwick is at the end of that back straightaway, heading up into turn number three as the cars approach him here on this final pace lap. Bank just a little more steeply than turns one and two. 25 degrees here versus 22 there, but just the opposite of that end of the racetrack. The sharp turn is turn three, getting into the corner and settling the car to make the good, wide, sweeping run off of four down to the start-finish line. For the first time this year, Ricky Rudd is on the bush pole. His qualifying mark, a track record of 157.099 miles an hour. If he wins from the pole, the unit Cal Challenge will be his. That is $60,800. That's about a four-hour wait from right now as the field is set to go green here at Rockingham. Here they come down to the line, getting ready to go in the AC Delco 500. Green flag is displayed, and they haul it off into turn number one. On the break, Ricky Rudd going to get out ahead of everybody, go into the corner, single file. Rudd leads the way into the turn, right down to the bottom of the track. Labonte falls in line behind him. Then it's Jeff Bodine, Derek Cope. they got four car links on Brett Bodine. Bodine running in fifth, and side-by-side for sixth out of the inside side of the racetrack. Ward Burton, Morgan Shepard up on the outside. They run that way. Now Burton gets the advantage. Even without benefit of a stopwatch, you can clearly see the cars just going that much more quickly now here at Rockingham than ever before. Lap number one, Rudd leads the battle is for second. Jeff Bodine dives to the inside of Terry Labonte. Labonte can't pull it back down. Jeff goes to second. Now Derek Cope will take third. Now fighting for fourth spot. Brett Bodine looks to the inside of Terry Labonte. Can't hook it up. Labonte will hold on to the spot. Bodine fifth. Ward Burton on his bumper sixth. All the grooves feel real good here, but you still don't want to get caught in that high side the way they're racing here this afternoon. If you do, you're going to lose positions. Terry Labonte found that out in a hurry. Single file back to turn two. Single file into the corner, right at the bottom of the track. Ricky Rudd showing the way, but Jeff Bodine's putting the pressure in. Jeff Bodine goes for the lead off turn two. Draws alongside a couple of Fords. Drag racing now to the entrance of three. Bodine will have the spot before he gets to the corner. Rudd will fall back to second. Jeff Bodine asserting himself to prove that he is very strong in the early going here this afternoon as he's come right up through the field and marched to the front of the pack right now. He is ahead by one car link back in turn one. Here's a race for fifth. Ward Burton dives to the inside of Brett Bodine. He'll pick up the fifth position. Brett is left out to dry. Rick Mast will go by. He'll grab sixth. Brett falls back to seventh. Morgan Shepard running eighth. Mark Martin ninth. Harry Gant runs tenth. He's got company there. Dave Marcus is eleventh. He drops to the inside trying to hold off a pass from Greg Sachs. He's running in twelfth with Rusty Wallace in thirteenth. Fourteenth spot out of turn number four and back to the stripe. That's the Steve Grissom car with Joe Nimichek and Jeff Gordon battling there. Jeff Bodine leads. Turn number two down the back straight away. He stretched it out by five car links. A race now will be for second. Out of the inside, Derek Cope pulls up underneath Ricky Rudd at the entrance to three. Cope is going to grab that second spot. Rudd will fade back to third. Good as those cars are sticking going in the corner. You can drive it right down to the apron of the racetrack. Derek Cope did that. It moves him up to second. Rudd drops back to third. Fourth is Labonte. And fifth right now is Ward Burton. They're back in one. Shuffling it up further back in the pack. Dave Marcus dives to the inside. Greg Sachs is going to bypass him. Rusty Wallace also takes the outside groove. That'll open up the inside lane for Joe Nemechek. Wallace trying to fight his way to the front. Now he's going to dart back to the outside of Dave Marcus and try and make that pass in turn three. He'll hustle up to the outside. But as a 25-degree banking kind of ran out on him, Rusty has to bide his time, and he watches Steve Grissom right behind as both men will work around Dave Marcus. Meanwhile, when you're hooked up, you're just hooked up. And that's what Jeff Bodine is right now. He's pulled away by eight-tenths of a second on second place. Races for third as they come into turn number three. Ricky Rudd has to give way. Terry Labonte is up to his inside. They'll drag race off the turn. Ricky can't keep that car down at the bottom of the racetrack. We watched him for about four laps, and every time he goes in there, he just will not stick. But right now, he doesn't have a chance.
chance to get down to the bottom, even if it would, because everybody's driving underneath him over in turn two. Lavani gets by. Ward Burton next in line. He'll fly by Ricky Rudd. Rudd still battles to pull down low. Here's two more to bypass Ricky. Rick Mash diving to the bottom. Brett Bodine right in his tire tracks, as are Morgan Shepard, Mark Martin, Harry Gant. Rudd may get passed by a bunch. He can't get back in line. Morgan Shepard is there. Mark Martin is there. And Ricky Rudd still can't find a place in line. All the while, Derek Cope has broken free of traffic now. Derek Cope now in the second spot has left Perry Labonte and is beginning to close in on Jeff Bodine. Labonte's beginning to break away from Ward Burton, the fourth place car, just a little bit, still watching Ricky Rudd, not able to get back down low. Mark Martin is up to his inside now. Now Mark gets by and Rudd's able to close the door on Greg Sachs. Ricky finally finds an opening to get back in. It's not worth forcing the issue because if you get together, you're going to end up in the wall, so it's better to lose eight or nine spots and wrinkle up that race car. And as they work out of turn number two and down the backstretch, one of the quickest cars on the racetrack, Alan Bestick, right now is Jeff Gordon. He is flying up through the field. Trying to work his way up from a starting spot in the middle of the pack. Gordon right now drafting Rusty Wallace. He's got Dale Earnhardt right behind him that Gordon does, and they're trying to find their way to the front. We're 10 laps complete at Rockingham. We're under the first caution of the afternoon here at Rockingham. The car, sponsored by World Championship Wrestling, has just been thrown into the turnbuckle in front of Joe Moore. He got up a little bit uh, high coming into turn number one, Eli, trying to wrestle the car back down. Billy Standridge had a 25th starting spot today and was maintaining that position, but he got a little bit out of the groove. The back end came around, slapped the outside wall firmly here. He rolled down to the inside of the track and has taken it back to the pit road. He is on pit road right now, and we're watching to see if he goes into the pits or will take the car into the garage. I believe he's going to pull it into his pit. And from this side, it doesn't look like there's that much damage. Let's go to pit road. Now the damage is concentrated on the rear of the car. Barney has been pushed in significantly. The back end of the car is bowed up. So a lot of damage to Billy Standridge Thunderbird. The crew working on it. They can't get the jack underneath the car as it's slapped down on the left side of the car. So they now get the jack under it. And they're pulling away the sheet metal on the rear of the car in hopes that he can return. Looks like he will be able to get back into the action. We are 14 laps complete here at the North Carolina Motor Speedway. The first couple of laps were led by Ricky Rudd. Since then, Jeff Bodine has been the race leader as he led early for some eight laps here at Rockingham back in the spring. We welcome those of you tuned in in Monroe, Georgia today on WKUN Radio. That is part of the list of 361 stations in 34 states carrying our broadcast of the AC Delco 500. Getting ready to go back to green. One more lap will be the indication as the pace car brings them across the start-finish line. Everybody we talked to yesterday in that final practice session said as good as this racetrack is making the cars feel, the new pavement, the cars really stick. We saw a lot of, as we said, three abreast racing going into the corners yesterday, and we saw quite a few guys end up in the wall. And a lot of the drivers were concerned that we might see a lot of torn-up sheet metal at least the first 100, 150 laps here until the guys realize, even though I think Kyle Petty might have told you in the tease when we opened here this afternoon, it's still the same old racetrack. Nothing's changed, and you can run in there three wide, but if you go past the point of no return, you're going to pay for it. Exactly. I spent some time with Ricky Rudd this morning just chatting prior to the start of today's event, and he said one other factor we can't overlook is, unfortunately, it's a cool day, but he said it is going to be a demanding racetrack now, more so than ever on the drivers, because better adhesion in the corners, quicker through the turns, and consequently more G-forces, more stress on the physical body. And that's going to be a story as this afternoon wears on. 15 laps on the board. Pace car moves out of the way as they get ready to come off turn number four. Jeff Bodine, very dominant, had pulled away by one and two-tenths seconds. 
They drop the green, and he's getting ready to go off into turn number one. And on the break, boy, he gets away six, seven car lengths before they hit turn one. Bodine shows the way to scramble back for about eighth or ninth. Rusty Wallace goes up the bank and getting around there again. He'll open the lane. Jeff Gordon's going to try to make the same move. Trying to go around the outside. It's not going to work. Gant slides up off of turn number two, shuts the door. Gordon will fall in line. He's got pressure from behind. Dale Earnhardt is there. Earnhardt trying to make a move as they work their way through the corner, though. Everybody, for the moment, holds their spot further back at around 11th spot. Greg Sachs tucks to the inside, trying to bypass Ricky Rudd. He can't make that move pay off either. Rudd will slam the door on him in the attempt, coming into turn one. Let's see what he does off turn two. Sachs is right up on the bumper of Rudd. He peeks down on the inside and again will fall back in line. Challenge for third. Ward Burton looks to the inside of Terry Levante at the end of the back straightaway, but Terry slammed the door. Ward Burton got a good handling car in the early going also, trying to move up a notch here, and now Rick Mass becomes a player up in the top five, but I continue to say the car that is on the move and may have one of the best cars out there is that of Jeff Gordon as he continues to knock them off one by one. They're back in three. Gordon's made move by Dale Earnhardt now. Draws a line on Rusty Wallace's car as they head down to turn three. Close call between Wallace and Greg Sachs. They got together coming off a two. Sachs got the car sideways. Wallace had to lift out of the gas. Now Gordon is going to try and go around them both. He tries the outside while closer to the front. Ward Burton makes an inside move against Terry Labonte and brings Rick Mast with him to third and fourth. He'll go back in line. Single file off the corner. Terry Labonte tries to come back on Rick Mast. He'll have to fall back in line and follow him. So watching that race going on for 10th spot. Now as Gordon has grabbed that away from Greg Sachs. Now Sachs trying to hold off a challenge from Rusty Wallace, Dale Earnhardt, Steve Grissom, all right on his back bumper. And a lot of those cars back there are having problems turning it in the corner. They get in real strong and the car will kick up a little bit and thus they're not able to pass as many as they would normally when they make that first pit stop and make a few adjustments. I think we'll see a lot of these cars handling better. They're working their way down the back chute. The leader right now is Jeff Bodine still hanging on to the second spot. Derek Cope very strong here this afternoon with 20 laps on the board as they come back to the line. A few teams did elect to make pit stops there moments ago on that first caution flag. Dale Jarrett was in, so too Hutch Strickland, Butch Miller, Mike Wallace, Bobby Hamilton, Randy McDonald, they were all in making pit stops, but as far as those who pit on the main straightaway here, the top 26 qualifiers, only Billy Standridge was in because of the accident and again, let's stress that they do pit on both sides of the racetrack here at the North Carolina Motor Speedway. The top 26 qualifiers on the front straight stretch and the remainder of the 42 car field on the back straightaway. 22 laps complete. The leaders are in one. Nine stretches out his lead over Derek Cope to about 10 car lengths. Four car lengths back to Rick Fast. He made the move by Ward Burton about two laps ago to move him up to third. Burton now back to Trouble fourth. Trouble in turn two. Loy Allen spins up to the outside of the track in almost the same spot where Billy Standridge spun several laps ago. Here's Jimmy Spencer steering high to get by. Bobby Hamilton also makes a good move to get by Loy Allen's Ford. Caution on the speedway. It comes out at lap number 23 and this will be the second one of the afternoon. Let's go back quickly to Joe Moore. Almost the same thing to have to Billy Standridge, Bonnie, about 15 laps ago coming into the turn. Loy Allen driving a little bit high coming into turn one. The back end broke loose. He tried to gather it back in, and he did just about the same damage on the left rear as Standridge did to his car. And that's what we're talking about a little bit of ago, going in those corners. It feels so good until you get up to that point where the tires will simply go away, and if they do, you're going to hit the wall. We'll be right back. When you want to ride with me here at the North Carolina Motor Speedway, 24 laps are in the book. We have worked the second caution flag in the afternoon. This time, Loy Allen hit the wall over in turns one and two, and that's been the trouble spot for the moment. From the North Carolina Motor Speedway, this is MRN Radio. 
It wasn't just built to be a museum. It was built to be a shrine to the history, heritage, and future of the sport we love. Visit the NASCAR Hall of Fame and see how Petty, Earnhardt, and hundreds of other NASCAR legends became heroes. Watch their most electrifying moments. Experience realistic racing simulators and much more. Plan a trip to the NASCAR Hall of Fame in Charlotte. Tickets at NASCARHall.com. NASCAR Hall of Fame. This is our sport. This is our house. From the racetrack to the road home, fill up with Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. Sunoco makes high-quality performance fuels for the greatest drivers in the world, both on and off the track. Whether you are pulling up to the pump or experiencing the excitement of being at the track on race day, this will be a four-tire change. They've already topped it off with Sunoco fuel. Side service complete, second can of Sunoco fuel in. He's down and away. You can trust Sunoco to be the fuel that keeps you going. Capture the essence of racing and fill up with the official fuel of NASCAR, Sunoco. MRN Radio presents the NASCAR Winston Cup Series. Today, the AC Delco 500. Sponsored by Pontiac, the official pace car of NASCAR. 23 years running. Pontiac, we are driving excitement. By Western Auto, the official auto parts and service store of NASCAR. By STP, makers of STP Super Concentrated Fuel Injector Cleaner. STP, drive a better car. By Anheuser-Busch, brewers of smooth bush beer and easy-drinking bush light. By Unical and your local 76 dealers who invite you to go with the spirit of 76. And by Heilig Myers Furniture. At Heilig Myers, we furnish America. Getting set to go back to green in just about one half mile. Billy Standridge and Loy Allen have taken their respective cars to the garage area. Winston Kelly, what a work going on. There it is, Loy. What happened out there? Yeah, we just had some contact uh, with some other cars. I don't know who was behind me, but, uh, you know, I think there was a car up under me, and uh, we both just got together. It was just one of those racing incidences. Lots of damage to the rear end of both cars. The problem on Loy Allens is going to be getting fuel into the car as his damage is on the left rear of the automobile. Those incidents will get you a lot of times as they just got Loy Allen. Green goes back in the air. Jeff Bodine sets sail. Derek Koch goes after him, scrambles on it, fourth place and one. That's where Terry Labonte's trying to get a good jump on Ward Burton, but Burton's able to get away. He'll hang on to the fourth spot. Labonte in fifth right behind him. It's Brett Bodine now bearing on that spot. Bodine running right on the uh, sixth spot. Then Morgan Shepard seventh. Mark Barton eighth. Jeff Gordon ninth. Rusty Wallace 10th. Dale Earnhardt has just taken 11th away from Greg Sachs. Dale picked up a couple of spots there. Rusty Wallace now right on the rear deck of Jeff Gordon. He'll elect to try, try and follow Mark Martin to Gordon's outside. Then he'll peel off again, Wallace will. Gordon dives down on the inside of the track. will open the lane underneath Mark Martin. Rusty Wallace goes with him as they both get by Martin's Ford. So now move Gordon up and out of the 8th spot and Rusty Wallace 9th. Here's Dale Earnhardt following up underneath Mark Martin. He'll pick up a spot. A lot of the drivers are being very conservative in the first 40 or 50 laps of this race here this afternoon. Some of the guys that you normally see at the front of the pack, like Earnhardt and Wallace and Mark Martin, they've made some moves but have not been able to get up there. And for the moment, they're showing a lot of restraint 
and patience to just stay where they are until the car is dialed in. They head for three. Here's a move now. Rick Mass looking to the inside of Derek Culp in the back straightaway. Wasn't able to muscle his way up alongside. He's going to settle back in in third for now. That's the battle there for a second and third spot. Ricky Rudd, meanwhile, after making a pit stop, the only one of the lead cars to do so on that last uh, opportunity. He has already picked up some seven or eight positions. The Bush Pole sitter here today having to work his way up through race traffic. The lead cars that have turned two, they work the back stretch with a battle for second. Again, Rick Mass to the inside of Derek Culp. This time forces Culp to give way to the outside. So Rick Mast up to the runner-up spot. Rick Mast on the move. He's got around second place, or I should say he has taken over second place. Now the question becomes, can he catch Jeff Bodine? They're back in one. He's got about four car lengths to make up to catch Jeff Bodine. Good shuffle going on. Back for about seventh position. Morgan Shepard leads to Jeff Gordon car. Gordon's taking a little bit wider line coming off turn two. That may cost him. Rusty Wallace is trying to get by him. Wallace not able to make the pass on the back straightaway. Falls back in line. He'll track right in Gordon's tire tracks through the corner. Jeff Bodine leads. Rick Mash second. Derek Cope third. Ward Burton fourth. Fifth is Terry Labonte. Sixth, Brett Bodine. Morgan Shepard seventh. Jeff Gordon is eighth. Rusty Wallace ninth. And tenth is the Dale Earnhardt car. Several car lengths back to Mark Martin. He rides eleventh. Twelfth is Steve Grissom. Joe Nemechek thirteenth. Fourteenth to Greg Sachs car. And fifteenth is Harry Gant. Running in sixteenth is Dave Marcus. Bobby Labonte seventeenth. Ken Schrader runs eighteenth. Bill Elliott is nineteenth. Darrell Waltrip rounds out the top twenty. And they're all running single file at this juncture of the race, except Jeff Gordon, who tried to put a move on Morgan Shepard. Let's see if he does it over in turn two. He got back in line before they came into the turn. Had a run going on him coming into turn one, but he does fall back in line again. He's pretty busy. He's got to worry about Rusty Wallace, who's beating on his rear deck. They're all single file for now. Jeff Bodine got away at that last green flag run we had. Not this time. Rick Mast has tracked him down. Rick has led six races this year for at least a couple of laps. Did not lead here in Rockingham earlier in the season. He'd like to lead here today. He's a car length and a half behind Jeff Bodine. And now looking down to the inside of Bodine. Not close enough to strike yet. He'll follow Bodine to turn three. Following just a couple of car lengths, a couple of feet rather, off of Bodine's back bumper. They both hug the bottom of the racetrack through three and four as they head up off the corner. Rick Mass told me the other day, he said, we've had a lot better year than our finishes have shown. We've got a solid race team, and if we can get things, our ducks in a row, is the way he put it, we'll win some races. He's going after one here this afternoon, back in one. And there's a battle going on for third. While that's happening up front, Ward Burton dives down to the inside of Derek Cope. He'll pick up the spot. Terry Labonte tries to follow through as well. Can't make the move, though. He'll have to go back in line, single file, also protecting his rear flank. Brett Bodine is right tucked up close on his bumper. It's single file all the way back now through the 40 cars that remain on the racetrack. The front two have pulled away now by two and a half seconds on third place Ward Burton and fourth place Derek Cope. Ward Burton got a little bit of breathing room once he bypassed Derek Cope. Terry Labonte was trying to make a move to the inside. Now he's got company to his rear. Brett Bodine's trying to make the move on Terry. Here's Rusty Wallace trying to get underneath Jeff Gordon on the back straightaway. Couldn't quite stick it. He'll have to go back in line single file in ninth. The front two have opened up almost a two-second advantage on everyone else. Everyone else back there being Ward Burton, the third-place car, then Derek Cope, then Terry Labonte, and that's where the action is back in two. Terry Labonte's doing all he can to get by Derek Cope, but Cope is doing all he can to keep him behind him. That is, keep the car down on the bottom line of the racetrack. Doesn't give Terry any opportunities. Ward Burton has gotten away from Derek Cope by a couple of car lengths since getting by him now. Terry Labonte just can't quite find an opening big enough to get into. Everybody works on their own little groove coming through turns three and four. It's not been quite as troublesome an end of the racetrack as has been turns one and two thus far today. Two cautions, both in turn two. 
Here they come off the corner once again. Ward Burton up to the third spot, trying to lose the rest of the pack. Right behind him is where the great battle's going on for fourth. Terry Labonte still trying to find an opening to get up underneath Derek Cope. For now, he's not quite able to muster enough strength to force his way inside. They'll stay single file out of turn number four. Rick Mass said yesterday they'll race a little bit better on this new pavement, but Rick said he liked the old pavement better. You know, I came here for a while, and finally, last spring, we had a setup worked out for this track in the car we ran like third and i found me a little groove that i could run that i'd never really found here before and i said good i finally got something figured out to rockingham i can improve on when i go back in the fall and darn if it don't pay the thing it screws that whole deal up I had the same thing working for me at charlotte you know these bumps in the fourth turn i had me a deal worked out there i could really pass a lot of guys or make time there they paid it and messed that up for me but i'll have to find me a new groove out here sunday boy he's found a good one right now it's got him up into second place about two car lengths behind jeff bodine we'll be right back Here's your chance to win a set of your very own Hercules tires. Go to HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Simply register, and each month we'll give away one set of tires. Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading mileage coverage to get you wherever you need to go, no matter where the road takes you. Register now for your chance to win a set of Hercules Tires at HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Hercules Tires, ride on our street. This is Sarah's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. Driving cross-country with two young children is ambitious, to say the least. Then our check engine light came on. We pulled into O'Reilly Auto Parts, and they tested it. Turned out it was a faulty sensor. They referred us to a great mechanic just down the street, and we were back on the road in no time. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. The lead is three and four-tenth seconds. That's how far ahead both Jeff Bodine and Rick Mast, who are running basically nose to tail, have pulled from second place Ward Burton. And third place now, or actually fourth place now, Terry Labonte, who'll make a move inside and around Derek Cope. Cope is back to fifth. Brett Bodine runs sixth. Morgan Shepard is seventh. Jeff Gordon eighth. Rusty Wallace is ninth. And tenth is Dale Earnhardt. Mark Martin back to 11th spot now with Steve Grissom 12th. And a good battle here at the stripe for 13th spot between Schrader and Nemechek. Kenny Schrader goes down to the inside. We'll make the pass in turn number one. He made that look easy. Schrader just used the inside line, and Nemechek gave him plenty of room. He made the pass, and now it's picked up a car length to the half on him. Rusty Wallace has tried everything he's got about the last five laps to get around Jeff Gordon. He's had a fender up alongside him about five or six times, but just not quite able to pull off that pass. Jeff Gordon has a good, solid handling race car in the early going here this afternoon. He knocked off seven, eight, or nine position there on the start. Now he's kind of stabilized. Wallace takes a look at him, tried to get under him going out of turn number two. Let's see if he can do it in three. Not quite able to pull up alongside. He's managed to just get a fender alongside him enough, but not enough to force Gordon to leave the door open. Jeff is able to just shut him down. From the garage area, too much damage on Loy Allen. He'll not be able to return. They're still working on Billy Standridge's car, while Rusty Wallace is still working on Jeff Gordon for eighth. Down to the inside of the track goes Rusty Wallace. He got the opening, slid right on by to grab the spot. Nothing Gordon could do. Now Jeff's going to have to worry about Dale Earnhardt. Earnhardt is right on his back bumper now, tucked right up close as they work their way into the banking of three. Working out of number three and back down to the line. They'll stay single file this time. We'll pause 10 seconds on MRN Radio for station identification. Fifty laps have just gone up on the scoreboard. Let's check in the garage with Winston Kelly. A lot of work still going on on Billy Standard's car. Billy, what happened out there? Oh, that car got into me over here in the middle of one and two. Uh, I don't know why. You know, I thought it was running pretty good. It's going to be conservative.
you know, try to go good for a sponsor once. Uh, w, WCW, but, you know, I don't know what they're thinking about this early in the race to, to do what they do, you know. What's the damage on the car, and can you get it back in? Well, yeah, it's, it's knocked the frame for a little bit, but they back got it straight. So, uh, you know, we'll get back out there. We just we, we can't get a good finish, though. That's Billy Standards, the damage to the rear of the car. The bumper section has been pulled off. No stability on the rear trunk deck lid that'll push the pressure down, the air pressure down to keep the car settled. And they're working on the frame damage as well. Only a couple of cars are in the garage. Loy Allen and Billy Standridge both involved in accidents over in turns one and two. 53 laps on the board. A little smoke now from Brett Bodine's car. He just came through turn number four. And I don't know if maybe the car got a little sideways and it was tire smoke or whether there might be a developing problem very difficult to tell in that first go round. Alan, he's heading back up to you. Maybe you can get a better look. Well, it's been the last couple laps, about Here halfway down the back straightaway. The smoke begins to boil. Then when he rolls out of the throttle into the corner, it goes away. So something when the engine gets up to a certain RPM point on the straightaway, perhaps, is beginning to uh, throw some smoke out. And it smells uh, kind of like it's burning up a little bit out here. Our pit reporters will check that out in just a moment. And meanwhile, as they go off into the corner, Rusty Wallace drives underneath Brett over in turn two. Brett doing all he can to keep up. But obviously, there's problems there as Rusty just drives on by him, and now the next car, Jeff Gordon, closes in on Brett. Gordon doesn't know whether to approach too closely or to hang back in case Brett has a problem. Now Brett slows in four. He's going to head for the pit lane. Here he comes, slowing down. Brett Bodine does out of turn number four to the attention of Donnie Richardson and the crew. Winston Kelly is there. The crew thinks that he's got rear end grease leaking. Now they're going to go to work on the right side of the car. They're going to put some gasoline in. They're going to try to stop up the problem. It's leaking on the rear end of the car. They think it's coming out of the rear end. Now the crew swings around to the left side of the car. They're going to take out one round of wedge on the right rear of Brett Levine's Quaker State Ford. Now they're checking up underneath to see if they can determine where the leak is on the rear end. Very long pit stop for Rhett Bodine, but while he's in there, he might as well lose a couple of laps this early in the race because he's got all day to get him back. They drop the jack and will send him back onto the speedway. 57 laps are on the scoreboard for Jeff Bodine, his brother. It has been a flawless afternoon. Once he jumped into the lead, nobody's been able to even get close to him here. It's not been a great weekend overall, though, for the Bodines. Certainly it's going well for Jeff. Brett's had his problems, and Todd Bodine used up a race car here on Thursday, and he's got a backup car that he's running today, brand new, but they had hoped to be able to save it for the end of the season in Atlanta, and that obviously wasn't the opportunity available to them, but that brand new car is currently running in the 12th spot, so a good run going on for Todd Bodine. The leader's on the backstretch. It is still Jeff Bodine. He's got about five feet on Rick Mast, then almost the full distance of the backstretch. Back to third place, Wardberg. They have pulled a long ways away now, almost the about two seconds, maybe a little further than that, the interval back to third place. Third place is riding there all alone by himself. As he looks back, Terry Labonte is about 15 to 20 car lengths behind him. The closest thing to a battle now is Rusty Wallace as he's trying to advance one spot underneath Derek Cope in one. Going for the fifth position, and he gets it before they get to the end of the front straightaway using the inside line. He'll pick up the spot. Rusty will. Derek Cope falls in line. A good race going on back for about the 12th spot, 13th or so in line there. Todd Bodine is 12th, but right behind him, about 10, 15 cars all bunched up pretty tightly together. Bill Elliott's been kind of slugging his way in and out of that group. Also, Steve Grissom is fading back into that group. Harry Gadd trying to come up through. But all the while, Jeff Bodine now leads by nearly six seconds. Is your car, is your car, is your car hard to...
63 laps are completing the AC Delco 500, and at the pace they're setting at the front of the pack right now, just a moment ago, Rick Mass grabbed the lead away from Jeff Bodine, and he is about to close in on the tail end of the field in some very strong cars in the form of Jimmy Spencer, Hutt Strickland, Ted Musgrave, Dale Jarrett's back there, and he's within about three seconds of catching that whole pack from the North Carolina Motor Speedway. This is MRN Radio. For the seventh time this year, Rick Mash is leading the NASCAR Winston Cup Series event. He made the move around Jeff Bodine, and now with Jeff caught in traffic, Mash begins to work to the inside of Hutt Strickland, getting set to put the smoke in Joe's car a lap down, and Strickland right now running in 31st position. Meanwhile, the smoke now is again starting to appear on the Quaker State car. It looked for a moment as though Donnie Richardson and the crew had Brett Bodine's problem Whoa, solved. trouble in the front straightaway. Steve Grissom out of control off turn number four, spins out in the ground. Takes a big chunk out of the grass down there. Comes back down on the apron of the racetrack. No caution yet because everybody else able to go by didn't put anything down on the racetrack. It just looped around as he came out of turn number four, and this race will stay green. So we are staying under green flag conditions here, although Steve Grissom did damage to some degree the logo that is painted on the main straightaway. Otherwise, everything else is in, under control, and he continues away. And of course, Grissom has been in the eye of one of the biggest stories that we've heard in a long time here in the Winston Cup Series. The announcement yesterday that Buddy Parrott would be leaving the Rusty Wallace team as crew chief, reportedly joining the Steve Grissom-Gary Bechtel team in time for the 1995 season. And boy, that had a lot of folks talking this morning. Yeah, that's been uh, one of the big stories in the garage. Buddy Parrott not saying a whole lot. He says, I just can't comment right now exactly what I'm going to do, but let's follow the pit stop with Steve Grissom and see what happens down there. There's not any damage on the car, Barney. He's coming in. He's going to get the four tires as he had to have flat spotted them before he got down onto the grassy apron. When he turned around, the roof laps came up, kept the car down, kept it under control. They're finishing a four-tire stop on the diehard Chevrolet, and he'll return to the action. He was running in 16th, Steve Grissom was, at the time of the incident, but now this will obviously cost him a number of laps. He has already backslid to 37th position, two laps down, and now he manages to pull away, so it was a costly stop. Good battle on the racetrack between Dale Earnhardt in 7th and Ken Schrader in 8th, and Schrader will win that battle going into turn number one. So Kenny Schrader now on the move as he climbs his way up the leaderboard. Other pit stops, including Jeff Burton, he has been in for service here at lap number seven. Continuing with that Buddy Parrott story, I had a chance to talk with Don Miller this morning, the team manager of the uh, Penske South operation, and he said that Buddy came to him a week or so ago and said, here's an opportunity I'd like to explore. And Don said, take a few days, think about it, see if indeed this is the move you want to make. And Buddy came back and said, yes, I'd like to be a team manager. I like working with a new program, a challenge to rebuild, or actually in this instance, build a new program. And uh, Don said, you know, you've got our blessings if that's what you want to do. And the contract was uh, basically just tossed out, and, uh, and Buddy's free to go. Buddy's been around a long time. He has a lot of experience. He'll be a valuable asset, whatever team he goes to. Yesterday, when they were kicking that rumor around in the garage area, he wouldn't say anything to anybody that was asking any of the reporters and news media. He just said, it may be true, it may not. He said, I'm just not at liberty right now to say exactly what I'm going to do. But apparently that will happen. Here comes Greg Sachs on the pit road. Joe Nemechek is coming in as they work their way down into their pits. And Jim Phillips, would this be a little bit early for most of them? I think just a little bit. Uh, these two cars both use the Hoosier brand of tires or have been. I think maybe Nemechek has changed. But 
uh, a little bit early. Jeff Bodine, I talked to his crew just a moment ago. They say around left lap 75. Earlier this morning, I talked to the Goodyear people. They said that they should be able to go a gas stop. That is 86 to 90 laps. And the Bodine team, Jeff's team, did take the extra effort of scuffing in all their tires, which could make them last just a little bit longer. They are down and away. They'll go back to the racetrack after a four-car, four-tire change, I should say. Meanwhile, Rick Mast in a real scramble as he's lapping cars right and left down in turn one. Mast is being very patient. He's taking his time, working his way through. He's passed about six or seven cars in the last handful of laps, just getting by Kenny Wallace as he heads to turn three. Now working his way up in the back of the Greg Sachs and Joni Mitchell cars who have just come off of pit road and rejoined the line of racing traffic so rick mast has already lapped up to the 24th spot on the racing surface jim phillips going back to what you mentioned moments ago we've always got new fans to nascar winston cup racing tuning in when you say he goes out and scuffs the tires a what exactly does the team do and why do they do that well a scuff tire if you lay it out overnight makes it just a little bit harder maybe than a sticker tire they've got that glossy when it's brand new it's glossy and it's very very soft on the outside you go out and run it a lap or two and just take that top part off it makes it uh, last just a little bit longer it doesn't blister as bad especially when you've got an overcast sky like we've got today now a lot of these goodyear teams i asked them did you scuff your tires some said well Electrical pros, the Home Depot can help you put safety first with a four-pack of Kita FireX Hardwire smoke detectors for just $39.97. Order these interconnected smoke alarms online and you put safety first. And that's followed by $10 savings on each pack, free delivery, and peace of mind knowing you got the right brand for fire safety. See? Put safety first and everything else follows when you order a four-pack of Kita smoke detectors for just $39.97. Only at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. U.S. only. Sunoco Fuel in. He's down and away. You can trust Sunoco to be the fuel that keeps you going. Capture the essence of racing and fill up with the official fuel of NASCAR, Sunoco. It wasn't just built to be a museum. It was built to be a shrine to the history, heritage, and future of the sport we love. Visit the NASCAR Hall of Fame and see how Petty, Earnhardt, and hundreds of other NASCAR legends became heroes. Watch their most electrifying moments, experience realistic racing simulators, and much more. Plan a trip to the NASCAR Hall of Fame in Charlotte. Tickets at NASCARHall.com. NASCAR Hall of Fame. This is our sport. This is our house. We're now well within that window of opportunity for pit stops that you heard Jim Phillips and Winston Kelly telling you about earlier. We're at lap number 85. Pit stops have been routine for all of the teams that have stopped here in the last few moments. And the pit stops continue. Daryl Walter. Trouble in turn one. It's a race leader. Rick Mass. He's into the side of Greg Sachs. The car spins completely around in front of oncoming traffic. He tries to get it squared back up. Finally gets it going in the right direction. But there's been some damage done to the Skull Classic Ford. Caution is on the speedway. And it will come out at lap one, uh, make that lap 85. Let's go back to turn two. Rick Mast was trying to get by a couple of lap cars. One of those, the Randy McDonald car down on the inside. He went up a little bit too high. Greg Sachs alongside him in the outside lane. The two cars made contact. Looked like he'd be able to get away, but then the back end broke loose. He slammed into the outside retaining wall. He's done damage to the right side and the rear of the car, but has been able to drive away. However, Greg Sachs still sits here at the entrance of the back pit road. 
That's given the lead now to Terry Labonte. He had not yet made his pit stop, and he was running in the second spot, actually the third spot at that point, but pit stops for Jeff Bodine and others have been uh, starting to shuffle the running order just a bit. So Terry Labonte now being shown as the race leader here at lap number 86, the third caution flag of the afternoon. Today's broadcast of the AC Delco 500 is brought to you under exclusive radio rights granted by the North Carolina Motor Speedway to MRN Radio solely for the private non-commercial use of our listening audience. Any publication, reproduction, or other use of the description and accounts of this race without the expressed written consent of NASCAR and MRN Radio is prohibited. Caution is on the speedway, but pit road is closed for this lap around, so they'll go around one more time before they'll be able to bring the cars in. Darrell Waltrip was in the pits when that caution came out, and I believe he ducked back out onto the racetrack. We saw him going back onto the speedway, and the cars that got caught in there going to be a very costly deal for them. Darrell should line up behind the pace car as I see it, and indeed that's what's happening now. He's just going to slow down and let uh, Elmo Langley go by, and Darrell will take his rightful spot on the racetrack. Let's go to pit road. Darrell had just gotten the right side tires changed as that caution came out, so the crew elected to go ahead and complete the four-tire stop. It was a break for Kenny Wallace as he had brought the Texaco Haviland car down and had just about come to a stop when Rick Mast went around. Spotter told him he went on down pit road. A bad break for Rusty Wallace. He had just completed a four-tire stop on lap 82. Harry Gant had come in on lap 83, so they both lost a lap. And Dale Earnhardt was down on the apron of the track, and he shot back up, didn't lose a lap as he was preparing to pit as that caution flag came out. So Darrell Waltrip should have lost at least a lap on that. Eli, the reason the uh, pit road is closed is the back pit entrance completely blocked here by Greg Sachs' car. Safety vehicles here to pick up the car. He just climbed from his car and walked over to the ambulance and is being taken away now, but they're trying to move the car out of the way, which is now blocking the entrance to this back pit road. Let's go to the pits now as stops are underway. The leader, Terry Labonte, in in front of Jim Phillips. Yes, he is, and he pulls into his pit slowly, and they go work from the right side. Changing the right side tires. Rick Mast is in. He does have a lick to the rear of the car, but it doesn't look to be... It's going to hurt the car a lot unless it moves the rear end over some. The spoiler looks to be intact, and so he should be able to continue to run good. Morgan Shepard is in. Ricky Rudd is in. Jeff Bodine is back in. Ward Burton is in. Jeff Gordon is in. There's a tire right in the middle of the pit lane. It rolls away as Kenny Schrader drives on, and here comes Bill Elliott by. Winston Kelly. Ken Schrader was the first in and out on this end of pit road, and as Jim Phillips said, he had to dodge around one of the tires. Bill Elliott, the second, in and out. Dave Marcus now getting four tires in gasoline as Dick Trickle pulls away just in front of Dave Marcus, and they both go around the ambulance, who has taken one of the drivers, probably Greg Sachs, into the mandatory check up here in the uh, infield care center now here comes Kenny Wallace down pit road along with Ted Musgrave Brett Bodine who had just pitted and Steve Grissom all come down pit road to get four tires and gasoline now that race off pit road was won by Terry Labonte he got out first right behind him came Jeff Bodine then Jeff Gordon Kenny Schrader and Morgan Shepard so everybody working now. What had been apparently a bad break for Daryl Waltrip upon verification of the uh, videotape. Actually, Daryl was legal where he himself said he should be, and he is going to be making himself back around the racetrack and get around uh, the pace car to take up his rightful spot. So uh, Daryl indeed uh, was accurate there, and NASCAR reconfirms with the use of videotape, and that might turn out to be a, a big break for old DW before this day is over. And speaking of big breaks, that's something that Barney and I are going to be voting on now for the remainder of the season in conjunction with Ray Bestis, who make themselves very proud in being the best in breaks. MRN and Rebestus will be handing out a $500 reward 
for the final few races on the NASCAR Winston Cup season to the team that has the best or potentially the worst break of the day. But it's going to be called the MRN Raybestos Team for Break of the Race Award. And that's going to be something that Barney and I will be voting on over the course of the remainder of this 1994 season. On the racetrack, Billy Standridge has returned 65 laps down, but that car back after being involved in an accident on the 13th lap that brought up the first caution of the day as we currently work the third yellow flag period of the afternoon. 91 laps complete in the AC Delco 500 here this afternoon. We are still under caution from the North Carolina Motor Speedway. This is MRN Radio. 23 cars on the lead lap as we're getting set to go back to green. Don't forget, next weekend, we'll be out in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona for the Slick 5500. 2 o'clock Eastern time will be our broadcast here on MRN Radio. Activity begins on Friday with our Bush Pole updates beginning at 5.30 Eastern time. Then Saturday, a pit road preview at 11.30 in the morning. And don't forget, if you're out in Phoenix, the NASCAR Featherlight Southwest Tour will be running on Saturday afternoon as well. Then Sunday, the Slick 5500. Then coming up on November the 12th will have the ARCA 500K from Atlanta with the November 13th Hooters 500 wrapping up the NASCAR Winston Cup season. That's what's in store here on MRN Radio. They come down to the line. Green flag goes in the air and as they set sail down into turn number one, Terry Labonte is the leader but he has two cars on the tail end of the lead lap directly ahead. As a matter of fact, a total of five cars directly ahead as Ted Musgrave drives to the inside and bypasses Labonte off turn two. Those cars are Derek Cope, Rusty Wallace, Mark Martin, Bobby Labonte and Musgrave all in front of race leader Terry the body. He's got Jeff O'Dine right on his back bumper. Derek Culp, who was on the tail end of one lap down, got a great jump on the restart. Actually, it was too great of a jump. He has just been shown the black flag from NASCAR, and he's going to be coming back around. Derek Cope will be to take a stop-and-go penalty on pit road. He was just a little antsy there while he and Bobby Labonte were on the tail end of one lap down. Rusty Wallace and Mark Martin were on the tail end of the lead lap. Here is trouble for the race leader. Jeff Bonine had just passed Terry Labonte. He goes up in smoke at the end of the back straightaway. Bonine is off the pace. Big plume of smoke out of Jeff's car. He pulls it down on the apron of the racetrack and will be heading to pit road and let's see if it's going to put him out for the day or if it's something they can cure very slowly nope he's going to make the left turn into the garage area what a break for jeff bodine or what a bad break i should say the way he had the dominant car at least the first hundred laps we'll follow that up in just a moment as winston kelly is heading over to jeff bodine's car he has gone to the garage any indication of whether it was an engine or what alan well it sure smelled like it barney he had just dove underneath terry labonte up in turns one and two and passed him on the back straightaway then when he came right to the point at which you let off at the end of the back stretch just smoke began boiling everywhere and he dropped down on the apron of the racetrack didn't drop any liquid but it certainly smelled like something had burned up inside the car and remember too that they had had problems with engines here on friday we have also seen engine failures over the last few races, even dating back to uh, Bristol where they had the overheating problem and the water pump failure. There have been a lot of little nagging things, but all under the hood that have late been putting Jeff Bodine out of the event. So the lead now in the hands of Jeff Gordon at lap number 97. 492 laps make up the distance, so we're a long way from the finish. The cars directly ahead of Gordon on the racetrack, in the case of Mark Martin and Rusty Wallace, are still on the tail end of the lead lap. Let's check with Winston Kelly in the garage. Well, Jeff Bodine has just gotten the hood up underneath the XI batteries forward. He's looking to see what the problem is. Jeff, any idea what it is? I think something broke inside it like a rod or rod bowl or something. It, it came apart pretty good, pretty big time. Uh, boy, the car was running good. Uh, really proud of the team. Uh, we weren't really good yesterday in practice, but the car was awesome here in the race. 
really just taking it easy. Uh, I guess we'll be back uh, in Phoenix here in another week, but uh, Exide Ford is running good. I appreciate all of this team staying together with me. And a uh, couple more races left. Going to take a little vacation. We'll be back at it next year to go for that championship. With three wins in 1994, though, he's out here at Rockingham. You know, that might be one of the hardest working teams also. When you think about how much of a test session that they have been doing, primarily, not only for their own right, but for the Hoosier Tire Company, it's probably not been a handful of weeks this whole year that Jeff's team has spent the whole week at the shop. They have been getting, they've been going somewhere virtually every week to test and get ready uh, for Hoosier's tire. I am, uh, Jeff commented on that and just how hard his guys had worked and uh, kind of were so strung out testing a couple of days a week, then coming to the racetrack, then working at the shop, getting the cars ready. But despite that, they've turned in great performances week after week, but it's not to be here this afternoon. For Jeff Bodine, apparently an engine has let go. He is in the garage area. Barney, we've caught up with Greg Sachs. Greg, tough break out there. What happened? Well, it was a pretty rough deal. Uh, apparently, Rick just got in a little too hard and then turned one there and come up into the side of me. And then I guess he kind of lost a little bit after he hit me and got into me again. And you know, our car's out. Tough break for us today. Uh, disappointing, but uh, we'll come back. Any chance you'll get back in? I don't expect so. The car looked pretty bad. I haven't looked at it yet uh, since I went to the uh, infield care center, but it looked pretty bad. Uh, we'll see. Greg Sachs out this afternoon. Greg Sachs will join Jeff Bodine, Billy Standridge, and Loy Allen, the other cars that have gone out due to problems, accidents here this afternoon. We're looking at 103 laps complete today. Jeff Bodine is in the garage, so that will give the lead to Jeff Gordon now as he swings over into turns three and four. He has just run in behind Mark Martin and Rusty Wallace there. Those are two cars that are on the tail end of the lead lap, and he would like to swing around and put both of them a lap down. A little further back, Kenny Schrader's eased up into the second spot. Schrader's got a good run going here this afternoon, Joe Moore. As a matter of fact, all three of the Hendrick team cars are first, second, and third. Gordon Schrader is second, and Terry Labonte up to third. He's got a little bit of a cushion between himself. And fourth place, Dale Earnhardt. And fifth place, Morgan Shepard. Running right behind Shepard now. A couple of lap cars on the racetrack before you get back to Bill Elliott. Next in line as he works his way through three and four. Sterling Marlin on the move, having gotten around Morgan Shepard now to pick up the fifth spot on the racetrack, and he might be one of the toughest cars going. He's been very consistent after an early pit stop today. He was back around 27th position and has very, very slowly but steadily been climbing up through the field, and right now, Sterling is within five car lanes of Earnhardt. They work their way through turns three and four now. Earnhardt's car appears to be handling well. He took a pretty good shot on the left front tire when Brett Bodine had that problem in turn three. He and Earnhardt got together, and that was no minor contact contact but doesn't appear to have slowed Earnhardt up any. No, he's running about as well as he was just before they got together. In fact, he might be running just a little bit quicker. We're looking at 106 laps complete. We'll be right back. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. This is Derek's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. After the third time jump-starting my car, I finally realized my battery was dying. So, I stopped by O'Reilly to have it checked. They tested it right there in the parking lot. It was bad. Real bad. But they helped me find the right battery for my car and even installed it for free. Now my car starts like new. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. 
here's your chance to win a set of your very own Hercules tires. Go to HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Simply register, and each month we'll give away one set of tires. Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading mileage coverage to get you wherever you need to go, no matter where the road takes you. Register now for your chance to win a set of Hercules Tires at HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. 112 of 492 laps complete here in Rockingham, North Carolina. Jeff Gordon, the race leader, has finally made his way around Rusty Wallace and has put Rusty a lap down. And at the same time, he is pulled away by one and a half seconds on second place, Kenny Schrader, who continues to have some good runs here. You might remember that in the past few years, Ken Schrader has performed well here. He has had successful runs and then only found himself dropping out because of some uh, pesky mechanical problems. An early accident in the race last Last year, and he had a brake line fitting come loose. But other than those kind of problems, he's always been running in the top five. Schrader has. It's been a good racetrack for Kenny Schrader over the years. And he told me, he said, the longer the race, the better I like it. So this is to his liking here this afternoon. He's having a good solid run. 114 laps go up on the scoreboard, and right now the interval interval between first and second is one and nine tenths between Jeff Gordon and Kenny Schrader. So Kenny isn't losing any ground. He isn't gaining any as he and Terry Labonte have been working through some of that lap traffic themselves trying to get back up there. A moment ago it looked like Sterling Marlin was going to catch everybody but Joe Moore he's backed off a little bit now. Yeah Sterling's kind of cool on his heels a little bit. He fell back on the off the rear deck of the Dale Earnhardt car. Also Rusty Wallace one of the cars that was just ahead of the race leader Jeff Gordon. Gordon had bypassed Wallace. He sat there for about three laps and then came back and made his way back by the race leader once again. So Rusty's back on the lead lap one more time. At this stage of the afternoon, 115 laps complete. There are 22 of the 42 cars that started still on the lead lap. Those in the garage, Loy Allen, Greg Sachs, Jeff Bodine, and Billy Standridge. Bill Lovejoy has stepped into the booth to join us. He is the vice president of General Motors and the general manager of the service parts operations. Great to have you with us today. Thank you. Good to see you again. you got to be tickled. Look up at the scoreboard there. It's it's all GM products showing the way right now. Uh, It's a good day for us. AC Delco and uh, Good Rent Service announced the new truck today. Right. It was a good-looking truck that was painted up with uh, the GM Good Wrench colors, Dale Earnhardt's uh, colors, and uh, that's going to be a popular series that MRN will be broadcasting next year, the Super Truck Series. Yeah, we're very excited about it, and we're really pleased to be with the Childress Racing Team. You know what else has been caught? Uh, a lot of the fellas really excited this weekend. The announcement that this event next year goes to 400 miles, and we know how uh, competitive it's been over 500 miles, and the driver is saying it's probably going to be even better come next year. Yeah, we've heard the same thing, and uh, Dale was uh, quite loose today before the race, and we were really we were really pleased. He was uh, looking forward to this one at 500, so... Right. Bill, uh, I think Kenny Schrader had a good suggestion down there yesterday. We were talking about the new truck race series. He said, wonder if there's any way we can get them to run crew cabs. He said, that way, if the guys say, what's wrong with the truck, I'll say, get in, we'll take you around, and we'll find out. Yeah, right, or switch drivers. (laughs) But that is going to be a good series. Yeah, we're really looking forward to it. Bill, it's great to see you here. Enjoy the uh, afternoon, and, and thanks so much for your involvement with the North Carolina Motor Speedway. This has been a, a staple on the circuit for many, many years, and so too is your company's involvement. It's been great for us. We've been here since uh, 1985, and because we do plugs and filters for all makes, we even have an AC plug in Ricky Rudd's car, um, we've wanted to use this median, and, and North Carolina has been wonderful wonderful for us, and Frank Wilson was certainly a great friend. He was that, and uh, I know everybody here appreciates, again, what Frank meant to this racetrack over the years and certainly what uh, your company has as well. 
Problems here on the main straightaway out of turn four. Randy McDonald's car gets tagged in traffic. He'll spin to the apron of the racetrack. Caution has not yet been displayed as everybody manages to continue away. Ted Musgrave was in the midst of that uh, melee coming out of turn four, and everybody remains under green flag conditions. A scary moment for the young driver from Oshawa, Ontario, Canada. He's had a couple of close calls this afternoon and finally gets caught up in an accident up there, gets spun around. The caution will not come out during this one because he went all the way to the apron of the speedway, did not put down anything on the racetrack, so it will remain under green, but a very good lesson for Randy McDonald off turn number four. 122 laps are on the scoreboard. Jeff Gordon setting the pace here this afternoon of the AC Delco 500. Here he comes out of turn number four. The two cars again that are on the tail end of the lead lap. Rusty Wallace and Mark Martin ride directly ahead of him. Now there's daylight between the leader and Kenny Schrader off turn two. And Schrader's got some daylight as well between himself and the third place car of Terry Labonte. Is that a lap car sitting in between? That's the car of Bobby Labonte. We talked about Sterling Marling having dropped back off Dale Earnhardt a little while ago. He's gotten the, gotten the boiler fired up again in the Kodak car. He's closed right back in on Earnhardt's back bumper. That'll be for the fourth and fifth spot. Here they come out of the corner, back to the stripe. Earnhardt goes to the outside. Sterling will swing right to his inside in turn one. Almost looked like Dale hit the brakes coming into the turn. He's a little bit higher on the racetrack, and Marlon saw the opening dove down on the inside. He'll now move up to the fourth position. Now Sterling Marlon has about ten car lengths and a lap car separating himself from Terry Labonte. The next one in line he'll be trying to catch. Randy McDonald went in the back pits. They checked the car over, send him back onto the racetrack, and he will be able to continue. 125 laps are complete. Let's give you a quick rundown behind Jeff Gordon. Schrader is second. Terry Labonte third. Earnhardt runs fourth. Sterling Marlin now takes that spot away. So put Sterling in fourth and Earnhardt fifth. Bill Elliott runs sixth. Morgan Shepard is seventh. Kyle Petty very quietly has crept up to the eighth spot now. Ricky Rudd is ninth. And Rick Mast problems and all with that accident earlier. He runs in the tenth spot. Eleventh belongs to Lake Speed. Michael Waltrip is twelfth. Todd Bodine with a brand new car is thirteenth. Ahead of Dick Trickle fourteenth. And Dale Jarrett fifth. Average speed of 125.365 miles an hour. We've had three caution periods and four drivers out for the day. Loy Allen, Greg Sachs, Jeff Bodine, and Billy Standridge. This mid-race update brought to you by Sports Image, the officially licensed supplier of Dale Earnhardt and GM Goodwrench Souvenirs. Remember that Sports Image provides the official Dale Earnhardt, Richard Childress Racing, GM Goodwrench, and Chevrolet Racing Souvenirs all across America, both trackside and at GM Goodwrench. Wrench dealers for a free catalog. Give them a call at 1 800 542 2416. A great looking color catalog will be on the way to you in the mail. 128 laps on the board. Jeff Gordon again has caught some of the cars that he'd like to get around, namely Mark Martin and Rusty Wallace in turn two. First, he had to swing to the outside of Bobby Hamilton and clear that car. Now he draws into the rear deck of Mark Martin. A couple of cars who were banged up in that skirmish with Randy McDonald beginning to show some smoke. Ted Musgrave, the right front fender, pushed in on that car. He's showing some smoke through the corners. Also, the left front fender of John Andretti's STP Pontiac all mangled in from that skirmish a little while ago. Right, all of those cars were tied up together coming off the turn. True value hard charger points being handed out today as they are each and every weekend on the circuit. And Jeff Bodine, despite the fact that he is currently in the garage and done with the day for an engine problem, he continues 
to lead the hard charger competition ahead of Rick Mast and Terry Labonte. Interestingly, Barney, it is Ernie Irvin who still had, uh, still has to this day a 2,000-point lead on everybody else in that competition. That tells you the kind of uh, consistency and hanging around the top five that Ernie did all the while that he raced before the accident in Michigan. You know, looking through statistics and stuff as you look back uh, in the money one and different things like that, top five finishes and whatever, despite the fact that Ernie has missed a lot of races right now, he is still right up there among the top four or five and leads in a lot of categories, just like you said there. So they had a heck of a season going. 131 laps complete. We'll be right back. Well, over the course of the last mile and a half here in Rockingham, North Carolina, Jeff Gordon has faded just a bit. He has lost the lead to Ken Schrader and second place to Terry Labonte. Gordon now settles into third, some seven or eight car lanes ahead of fourth place Sterling Marlin. And those cars have caught a good bit of race traffic again, still trying to put Mark Martin and Rusty Wallace a lap down if they can. They're going to catch some lap traffic here in just a second, but the car that's moving up on all three of those is Sterling Marlin. If he doesn't have a meltdown on that machine, the way he's slinging it around this race, Racetrack. He's going to get up there and make it a four-way battle for the lead. They're in two. Marlins within three car lengths of Jeff Gordon. Chasing him down as he exits the corner. The next closest car is Dale Earnhardt. He's linked halfway down the back straight away from them. Rusty Wallace and Mark Martin are trying to get around Darrell Waltrip now. They've got pressure from behind with the race leader Kenny Schrader trying to lap him. Here they come up towards that pack of traffic here at the start-finish line. Off to turn number one they go. It's double file just ahead of Schrader, the leader. Schrader comes into the corner, now looks directly ahead, sees the Darrell Waltrip car. He's tackled the tail end of that pack with Mark Martin, Rusty Wallace. They all go to the outside. Our Brandy McDonald's car, who is down to the inside, occupying the low side of turns three and four, so they're going to have to shut it down single file for now. 139 laps. It'll be 140 as they cross the stripe this time in the AC Delco 500. You heard us talk a little bit earlier about Dale Earnhardt getting clipped up in turns three and four. He and Brett Bodine making a little contact. Jim Phillips has been down in that pit. Jim, any concern at all? That's Richard Childress. Richard, you got a lick of that left front wheel a while ago. Has it hurt the car at all? No, I don't think so. We got the fender back out. It seems to be doing okay. Uh, we're just, you know, we're going to make some more adjustments. We're being a little cautious on our adjustments right now. This new pavement, does the sunshine make any difference? Or is it basically the same all the way around? No, you know, as it gets hot, it affects the asphalt and the tires. You know, the pace will move with the sun. Richard Kilder's car owner says it hasn't affected Earnhardt that much. You can't tell it on the racetrack. He's been hanged in the top five. Bobby Hamilton on pit road for service. It's not been a good weekend for Bobby going through a couple of cars here on uh, Thursday and now here trying to get himself back into the hunt this afternoon. His car running well back in the field. Lap uh, 134 for him, so he is seven laps down, running back in 35th position. John Andretti has been on pit road. Alan told you a short while ago that he had some problems in the aftermath of that McDonald, Musgrave, and Andretti get-together coming out of turn number four. So that was the reason for his pit stop here at lap number 142. Interesting. We have a chance to see Kyle Petty. He's running awfully well here today. He's in seventh spot, and Kyle finds himself wearing his dad's helmet. Don't know if you uh, saw that. I asked him about it the other day. He was out there practicing wearing one of Richard Petty's old helmets, and Kyle explained how it was uh, one of those air recycling systems that his dad used to use to help take rid of, get rid of some of the carbon monoxide and clean the air, an air filter, if you will, built into the face mask of uh, that helmet in the aftermath of the bronchitis. Kyle, has that helped you? Yeah, I really did. It surprised me. I wouldn't believe that, that taking a helmet and running the air through the, fil through the filter that they run to take the carbon monoxide and stuff out would make you feel that much better. Uh, you know, I didn't run it at Wilkesboro, but I wasn't going to run but a few laps, but I ran it in Charlotte. And I couldn't believe how much better I felt after the race. I didn't have a headache. I could still talk. 
I can still hear it pretty good, so I was really surprised. So I'll probably run it the rest of the year until everything clears up. And what are you going to do, convert your own helmet to that style for next year? I probably will, as good as it's worth. Uh, you know, Daddy's running, and I'm thinking, okay. You know, he's running it the last four or five years of his career. I figure that's because he's 50 years old, you know what I mean? I didn't figure I needed it, but I tell you what, as good as it works, you know, I think it's one of those deals where you're looking for every advantage you can get, and if you can still be fresh at the end of the race, then it'll help. And it's going to help for Kyle Petty. He's running well, and Terry Labonte running awfully well now to grab the lead. He dives to the inside of the racetrack. It's by Ken Schrader, and Sterling Marlin goes with him to pick up second. Marlin went underneath both Schrader and Jeff Gordon all in one move. The last lap by off of turn number four to move himself up to the runner-up spot. Terry Labonte got a good handling car here this afternoon. They've worked on it on that last pit stop. Got it worked in. And Sterling Marlin, who was struggling in the beginning of the event here this afternoon, he was back toward the tail end of the field having a lot of trouble back there. They made a pit stop. Apparently, whatever adjustments they made on that car has really tuned him in. Let's see if he can chase down the leader in three. Got about five car lengths to make up. Right now, the leader, Terry Labonte, is right on Darrell Waltrip's tail trying to lap the Western Auto car. Here they come out of turn number four, back to the stripe, as Bobby Hamilton takes his car behind the wall, joining Roy Allen, Greg Sachs, Jeff Bodine, and Billy Standridge as retirees. The leader's in traffic in turn two. Labonte still working on the Darrell Waltrip car. Drew a line down to the inside of Waltrip, and Waltrip comes back up in front of him. He'll follow him to three. If there's no caution, soon, there's going to be an awful lot of cars go a lap down the way Terry Labonte's running, a group of about eight cars running right in front of Darrell Waltrip and the race leader. Seems like about half the field has found the setup on this new pavement, and about half the the field has not the way it's worked out at least the first 148 laps or 149 is where we are right now but you have a long day here to adjust that car get it dialed in and this complexion of this race much like Dover Delaware and some of the longer endurance races changes totally at least four or five times during the day the cars that seem to run good at the beginning drop back a little bit from the midway point or toward that last 100 laps the guys that were not running good suddenly find something in the final segment so you can't give it to anybody at this stage. We've seen three or four cars. Jeff O'Dine, very dominant, then blew the engine, went to the garage area to join our broadcast late. And for the last hour here, the cars that have been up front, Terry Labonte, Kenny Schrader's been very strong. So has Jeff Gordon as he led a lot of this event, too. So the field beginning to get really strung out around here as they go back to turn three. Working their way now. The leader's already up off of turn number four. The closest thing to racing on the lead lap going on in the pack right now has been between Bill Elliott, Ricky Rudd, Kyle Petty, and Morgan Shepard. Although now that Elliott has worked his way up through that group, they've kind of strung out also. From the North Carolina Motor Speedway, this is MRN Radio. Continuing to work caution here the seventh time this afternoon at the North Carolina Motor Speedway in Rockingham. Terry Labonte has been on pit road for service here moments ago as Dale Earnhardt currently shows the way ahead of Morgan Shepard and Rick Mast. Yesterday, of course, Mark Martin was the winner in the NASCAR Busch Series race, the AC Delco 200, with David Green coming home in 12th spot. But that was more than enough for him to clinch the NASCAR Busch Series championship. And we'll talk about it with David Green Tuesday evening on NASCAR Live. He'll be one of our guests. Hope you had a chance to join us this past Tuesday night on NASCAR Live because in case you uh, didn't, you missed Dale Jarrett talking publicly for the first time in response to one of our callers' questions about what his plans are for next year, and Dale said, yes, Robert Yates has offered me the ride in the Texaco Haviland Ford, and Dale went on to explain how he has to get himself rectified a situation with Joe Gibbs racing and so on, but uh, one of the callers said, hey, Dale, I got your question. And Dale said, yep. They finally offered me the job. Now it's up to me to see if I can make it work out. Boy, there are so many what-ifs right now among drivers who may go where and whatever, but that is certainly one of those that uh, everybody's wondering about what will happen there. Quickly, let's check in with Winston Kelly. 
Well, Troy Selberg is up on the uh, hauler here, up on his tow box talking to his driver, Brett Todd Bodine. And since we're just a few laps, or just less than a lap away from going green, we'll talk to Troy in just a moment. Field was given the indication. One lap will go back to green. They're about not quite a half a lap away from getting the green flag here. Dale Earnhardt is a leader directly ahead of him. Should be on the tail end of the lead lap is Sterling Marlin as they get ready to go at it one more time. Right behind Earnhardt is Morgan Shepard. They drop the green. They head for turn number one with Earnhardt in the lead. Let's see how long he can stay up there. A lot of traffic in turn two. Morgan Shepard rides along in the second spot. He's going to lose sight of Earnhardt as Earnhardt dives down low. He'll fall in behind a couple of lap cars just ahead of him. Trying to follow Harry Gant up underneath Sterling Marlin's car. Dale Earnhardt is. They work their way to turn three now. Marlin will leave the door open. Earnhardt looks underneath him in four. Up, Harry Gant has unlapped himself for the second time now. So Harry is on the tail end of the lead lap. Here now Earnhardt shows the way at the stripe. He and Shepard both work to the inside of the lap car of Sterling Marlin. Morgan Shepard knocking on the door, trying to go for the lead. He went down on the inside of the track, but Earnhardt went even lower to block the path. He'll fall back in line. They'll go single file to turn three. Following Harry Gant down into the banking of three now. They work their way around the Randy McDonald car just coming off the back pit road. That's going to be a good scramble for the lead here. Morgan Shepard's car dialed in real well. Has been off and on throughout the afternoon. He's been passing on the outside, Joe Moore. He's been around several times and moved to the high line and been able to get around. He'll keep it low this time. Both will as they make their way off the corner and Rick Mass has been battling all day after that crash. He's up to third, fighting his way through traffic. Trying to get up underneath Sterling Marlin in turn number four now. Works his way down to the bottom side of the speedway inside of Bill Elliott also. Oh, racer Rick doing himself a good job right there as he picks up the spot, clears the race traffic, and he'll now try and set his sights on Dale Earnhardt. And of course, Dale Earnhardt could win this Winston Cup championship here today with Rusty Wallace already retired at lap number 300 with engine failure. It is very conceivable mathematically that Dale could wrap up the title here this weekend before even heading to Phoenix or Atlanta for the final two races of the year. 332 laps go on the scoreboard as they move back to turn number one. Morgan Shepard still keeping the heat on Dale Earnhardt. Earnhardt cannot get by Harry Kangel. Ball again. Once again off the turn. Further back, Rick Mass does away with another one of the lap cars. Still has two lap cars between himself and the front two. Trying to work his way a little bit closer on the back bumper of Dale Jarrett's car now. A couple of cars farther back. Michael Waltrip trying to get around Bill Elliott for position. Dale Jarrett's car running in 16th spot. He's being shown a couple of laps down right now as the lead pack tries to work its way through and around that race traffic through the corner. Working off for number two once again. Bill Elliott goes to the outside. Michael Waltrip down to the inside. They're pinned in behind the car of Sterling Marlin. This is for the fourth position. Now here's Dale Earnhardt trying to put Harry Gant back a lap down, sticks the nose underneath Kent, and Harry shuts the door. Earnhardt's been awful strong right in the middle of the corner. He's been able to pull that car right down to the bottom of the racetrack and get under people, but he wasn't able to do it that time on Harry Gant as they go back to turn two. It's drifting up a little bit high, coming off turn number two, but not wide enough to open up the inside lane for Earnhardt. He'll follow the tire tracks of Gant Chevrolet. Down to the end of the back straightaway, Morgan Shepard right behind Dale Earnhardt, who's right behind Harry Gant. Then the lap cars of Darrell Waltrip and Dale Jarrett before you get to Rick Mass. 17 laps down, but Hutch Strickland has just returned to the race track in the Smokin' Joe's Ford. He was involved in that accident with Dave Marcus on the back straightaway. He's back on the track as is Dave Marcus from 17 laps down. The leaders are back in one. Down to the inside of the racetrack again. They head down to turn number three and Dale Earnhardt shows the way. Working their way off at a turn number four now. Everybody single file. Nobody out of line. Ricky Rudd clears lap traffic. He's trying to chase down Michael Waltrip. That'll be for the sixth spot. And it kind of looks like for the moment up at the front of the pack, Morgan Shepard's just going to be content to ride directly behind Dale Earnhardt because as strong as Harry Gann is if he gets up there, 
probably Earnhardt's going to squeeze him to the bottom of the speedway. He's not going to gain that much either way. So for the moment, they all tuck in single file and wind around here at the North Carolina Motor Speedway. Stepping into our booth from Sports Marketing Enterprises up in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, of the R.J. Reynolds Tobacco Company, T. Wayne Robertson. And been a good one here today. This new pavement has really turned it into quite a show. You know, the Rock always has good performance. And this new pavement, it's unbelievable. And the fan turnout... You know, I know that uh, LG, Frank, and, and all of them are looking down on this and smiling today. The championship Eli just talked on a moment ago could be settled here this afternoon, and that's just the fortunes of this business. Everybody was hoping it would go down to Atlanta the last race of the year, but for the last five years, we've had some whale of a finishes for the Winston Cup championship, and we've had a good one this year. Well, Barney, this is our 25th year. Now, the 25 years, it's only missed coming down to the last race one time in 25 years that we that's been locked up before the last race of the season. You know, and that's what happened in Winston Cup racing. But the racing has been great. And when you look at the competition throughout the deal, if Dale finishes 22nd or better today, he will lock it up today. Do you ever think we'd see anybody touch Richard Petty's record of seven titles? I mean, forever. That was one of those marks in sports that, nah, nobody's ever going to touch that one. And, and here, Dale, with a 22nd place finisher better today, can, can tie that mark. Well, it's unbelievable. If anybody can do it, Dale Earnhardt can do it. Dale Earnhardt, Richard Childress, and that team certainly have shown the, the caliber caliber of championship material as Petty Enterprise has shown over the years. And that's what Rusty said in the garage a minute ago when he went out. He said that team doesn't make many mistakes. They don't wrinkle up race cars and that's what it takes. Well, I think, you know, I talked to Dale this morning. I talked to Rusty this morning. Rusty said, well, I'm not going to give up. I'm going to be out there giving it my best, but Richard Childress, Dale Earnhardt will have to make a mistake for me to do it and they just don't do that. So, I mean, he was very realistic going into the day and uh, Dale Earnhardt was very confident which is uh, going into the day. Got to get a big check in New York City. He's going to get a big check in New York City. We, were, we tried to talk to Dale about what was going to happen to give you an idea of what would happen today if he locked it up because we are going to do a little presentation here and, and uh, put him in front of the fans as we've done in Atlanta. But uh, he didn't want to talk about it. He wanted to wait and see this thing's over. He said, it's not over till it's over. You know, you talk about uh, how everybody's looking down uh, from the longtime management team at this track and seeing this record crowd everywhere motorsports, not just NASCAR Winston Cup, but just thinking across the street. they got the Rockingham Dragway where you have the uh, Winston Invitational each year for the NHRA stars. And everywhere you go, it doesn't matter whatever the venue, motorsports is just booming in this nation and across the world for that matter. Well, motorsports has been a very good program for R.J. Reynolds. And, you know, we're very happy to, to wrap up our 25th year here with NASCAR Winston Cup Series. And, you know, the partnership that we have with NASCAR is unbelievable. These fans are very, very supportive of this sport. And I tell you, they're the best fans in the world, and we're, we're glad to be a part of it. And we're all, deep down, we're all race fans. I don't think I've ever got over enjoying watching the race. I know you haven't. You've always wanted to get out there in one of these things, and you drove the Legends cars a few times. I think you missed your calling. I remember back in your young days when you were a show car driver, you should have been out here. Well, I'd love to have been out here. I'd love to. I'd love to be cashing those checks. Dale's going to cash. I'd love for him to be giving them to me instead of me giving them to him. But uh, but I guess I'm aged out, kind of like you, Barney. It'll just, I'll have to be content with handing out the money now instead of taking it. I'm going to try to get Earnhardt to give you a little money to take some golf lessons. Thanks for stopping by. <laughs> Thank you. We appreciate it. Appreciate all your support. You know, and I want all the fans to know that in Atlanta we'll be doing the presentation as we've done in the past. They'll be able to see the fans. All the fanfare that we normally do to wrap up the season, we will be doing in Atlanta as well, even though Dale is going to lock it up here today. That's uh, going to be something to make note of in time for the Hooters 500 weekend. T. Wayne Robertson, great to see you as always from Sports Marketing Enterprises of the R.J. Reynolds Tobacco Company show. Yeah, just because you may have your tickets already set for Atlanta, or even if you haven't, there are still tickets remaining for the Hooters 500, and even though there's going to be some sort of a ceremony apparently here today, should Dale go on to wrap up the championship, finishing 22nd or better, and he's currently leading the event, you'll still see a ceremony for the championship in Atlanta in time for the November 20th Hooters 500.
Morgan Shepard is now the leader here at the North Carolina Motor Speedway in Rockingham. He and Terry Labonte have been waging a pretty good battle here in the AC Delco 500. And Morgan Shepard now, or I should say he and Dale Earnhardt, not Terry Labonte, but indeed uh, Morgan and Earnhardt battling. And Morgan now takes the lead. But Morgan Shepard, it's been a good year, but it's been a not-so-good year. Morgan, give me a report card. This is uh, one of our best seasons, even though we haven't won yet. But it's one of our worst seasons yet. Uh, we have uh, already had uh, more accidents than we have uh, the other couple years put together. Uh, it just seems like it, uh, we're caught up at the wrong spot uh, and, uh, and been involved in things. But uh, if we get some of this stuff out of the way, we're going to have a real good season. And indeed, he's having just that. This is going to be the 10th different race that Morgan and the Wood Brothers have led this year, including having led two laps here in the spring race, the Goodwrench 500. So he said, I feel it coming. And if he could win here, and remember how well he runs in Atlanta, certainly, where so many of his wins have been, uh, this could be a darn strong finish for the Wood Brothers. Yeah, they're going to have a good close out the season on a strong note. And uh, we we're talking to David Pearson, who is here this weekend. Of course, he drove the Wood Brothers car for about seven or eight years. David had several wins here. And he said, if anybody can get a car set up, new pavement or not, to work here, it will be Leonard Wood and the guys down there. And they've really done their homework here and got it running good this afternoon. Here's Shepard out of turn number four. He has pulled away from Dale Earnhardt by some four or five car lengths. It's a pretty good ways back now to Rick Mass, the third-place car. They're all in turn two. Although Rick Mass is a good ways back, he's been working hard to chase down the front two and working through a lot of heavy traffic. Had to deal a little bit with Dale Jarrett and Darrell Walter to bypass those cars, but he has cleared himself of that lap traffic, and now this one car separates him from the front two. Hey, someone who's really hoping to see those yellow lights flash, and sometime soon it's Harry Gant. After he got by Dale Earnhardt and unlapped himself a while ago, he's pulled away now by a couple of seconds. He by far has the fastest car on the racetrack. He needs a caution to get caught back up. I think this place would go really wild if Harry Gant should pull out a win with just uh, two more races to go, this being Harry's final season. For Rick Mast, he has really nursed that thing today. He ran real good in the early going, got caught up in that accident over in turn number two, did quite a bit of damage to the tail end of the car. They made repairs on it, and Rick has been able to keep it up in the top five and currently has moved it into the third place. I asked Rick the other day, I said, where is your confidence level about driving a race car right now on a scale of one to ten. To be honest with you, Barney, I feel I'm ready. I, my own, my own self-confidence, a ten. You know, I've been here long enough. I, I really know what I want with the race cars. I really know what I want to put under them. I really know what I'm looking for now. You know, for a period of time, I went through a stretch where I didn't really know exactly what I was looking for, what I needed the car to feel like. Uh, you know, in last Saturday afternoon practice before Sunday's race, I pretty much know what I want now. I pretty much know all the drivers. I know all the tracks. I know how to get around all the tracks real good. Uh, I don't have any problems with any of that. It's just a matter of being able to show in the final stat. Yeah, he won some races. Well, I know for a fact a lot of these races we've run, I could have won the race or we could have won the race had not this happened or had not that happened. And uh, from, from that standpoint, that's why I have a lot of confidence. He's a good, solid race driver, and anybody in the garage area will tell you. He said the other day, he said, not a lot of the fans have noticed it, but our finishes have not been indicative of how good we've run. But the people in the garage area know that when our day comes, when everything does work, we don't have any problems, we'll win. And on top of all that, he has one of the sickest senses of humor you're ever going to want to encounter in this you business. You should enjoy that. I do, definitely. Why don't we take you back in the running order, because it's been a while since we've given you a complete rundown here today. The leader is Morgan Shepard. We were talking about how well he's been running today. Let's not forget, he almost pulled off the win at Charlotte in their 500-miler a few weeks ago with... Uh, 
All that went on there between himself and Dale Jarrett late in the race. Rick Mass now moves into second place here on the main straightaway. He just sweeps to the inside of Dale Earnhardt. So Dale drops back to third. Bill Elliott is fourth. Terry Labonte fifth. Michael Waltrip very quietly with a sixth place run. Seventh is Ricky Rudd. Mark Martin is eighth. Todd Bodine goes ninth. Dick Trickle is tenth. Eleventh is Lake Speed. Those 11 cars are on the lead lap. A lap down in 12th is Ward Burton. 13th is Sterling Marlin. 14th now is Harry Gant. And 15th, Dale Jarrett. 16th is Darrell Walchip. He goes a couple of laps down. 17th now is Jeff Burton. 18th, Kenny Wallace. 19th, Mike Wallace. And 20th is Terry Labonte. 21st is Butch Miller. 22nd, Ted Musgrave. 23rd is the Brett Bodine car. Running in 24th, they will post the... Jeremy Mayfield entry ahead of the 25th place runner, and that's going to be Joe Nimichek. 26th will be Rick Corelli. 27th, John Andretti. 28th now is Randy McDonald. 29th, Hutch Strickland, who has returned to the racetrack. And 30th is Dave Marcus. 31st is Jeff Gordon. 32nd is Kenny Schrader. In 33rd position right now, Steve Grissom. 34th out of the event right now is Rusty Wallace and everybody else behind him already in the garage area. There have been 22 lead changes among 13 different drivers. Seven caution periods for 38 laps. The average speed now of 125.904 miles an hour. This mid-race update brought to you by Sports Image, the officially licensed supplier of Dale Earnhardt and GM Goodwrench Souvenirs. Sports Image has the official Dale Earnhardt, Richard Childress Racing, GM Goodwrench, and Chevrolet Racing Souvenirs available not only here at the racetrack, but at GM Goodwrench dealers across America. If you'd like a free color catalog, just call toll-free 1-800-542-2416. Morgan Shepard about to put 365 laps on the scoreboard in the AC Delco 500 here this afternoon, having a, just a super run for the moment. I believe Jim Phillips is down in his pit. Yes, we are. We've been here watching the Wood Brothers at work. Uh, just passed along a note to me. Morgan has failed to qualify for three Bush Grand National races in 94. Atlanta, Charlotte, and now here earlier in the week. And he's finished second in the first two Western Cup races after that. I'm with Eddie Wood, the crew chief, as he times Morgan going across. Eddie, you've had a great day, but it looks like Rick Bass is going to give you a run for your money. Yeah, he's been good all day. My car has been too tight and too loose right now. It's not you guys have had some great pit stops today. Yeah, we've had a pretty good day so far. I'm not going to talk about nothing else, so every time we get to talking, something happens. That's Eddie Wood as he watches Morgan Shepard go around this racetrack, and they're hoping that they can hold off Rick Mast. You know, We've we got, got everybody bad... <laughs> spooked down there. <laughs> We've gotten a bad rap on that. Every time we talk about somebody on the racetrack, the guy ends up in the wall or having an engine problem or what have you. Troy Silverberg was telling Winston Kelly back there before during a commercial break, Troy is the crew chief for Todd Bodine. He said, I want to talk to you. That every time we talk, something bad happens. And Todd, at the point, was running in the top five, still solidly in the top ten here today. It's a, it's a bad rap we're getting. Let's go back to the pits. Well, let's talk to Troy Selberg. He did kind of wave me off. Then he grinned and said, I'll come back over here and talk to us. Troy, you guys have had a great run going today, but the car's backed up just a bit. Is there something wrong on the car? Is it just because we came over here? Oh, well, this car's our Atlanta car. The car that we originally brought down here, and the guys, I got, I got to hand it to them. You know, they worked 37 hours straight to get this car to the racetrack. The car's running good. We're looking for a good finish. If we're around the wind, we'll be there. 
That's Troy Selberg, the crew chief on top at Irons Car, agreeing that we can talk to him as long as we didn't hang around too long. And he's self-confident that the car can stay up there in the lead lap all day long. They've had a good solid run. And speaking of good solid runs, Rick Mass, we cannot overemphasize what a job he has done in that car today. He just moved around Morgan Shepard, and Rick Mast has grabbed the lead. From the North Carolina Motor Speedway, this is MRN Radio. Well, here at Rockingham, one returns to the race and one leaves the race. Dave Marcus is just back on the racetrack, 42 laps down, and Ken Schrader has gone to the garage area. He had drive shaft problems earlier in the day, stayed there for 44 laps of repairs, and he's now taken the Kodiak Chevrolet back to the garage. But Rick Mass shows the way. If you're just joining us late, Rick and Greg Sachs were involved in the third caution flag of the day. At lap number 85, Sachs's car unable to continue at that point on, though Rick Mast has battled back, and this now is the second time he has led. He was leading at the time of the accident. He had led from lap 61 through lap 85. Then when he and Sachs wrecked, Terry Labonte took the lead, and now it's taken, what, some 300 in laps or so later, and Rick has finally climbed the mountain again. Well, he has done one whale of a job here this afternoon with that car. It's dialed into the racetrack about as well as anybody out there, and he's given it a heck of a ride. Jim Phillips is down in his pit. Jim, they must be pretty excited down there. Yeah, they're talking over some strategy right now. Kevin Hamill talking to Richard Jackson. He's going to climb down and talk to us just a minute. Kevin, first of all, a great comeback by you and your team. Yeah, we've uh, worked as hard as we can on that thing. We still haven't got it quite as good as it was at the beginning of the race, but uh, we'll see if we can't help them a little bit more here before the end of the day and see what we can do with them. What did you do on that last pit stop that brought him back? Well, we gave him a little bit more wedge, and we pulled the body panels a little bit more and just, just uh, adjusted the air pressure. What's he saying about it right now? Yeah, we're still a little bit too loose when we first put tires on. It takes a few laps to come in. That's Kevin Hamill, the crew chief for Rick Mass. Still going to adjust a little bit more on that final pit stop. 378 laps about to go up on the scoreboard as they come across the line. Rick Mass moves off into turn number one. There's a pack of about five cars directly ahead. He's four car lengths ahead of Morgan Shepard in turn two. Shepard was wide up on a few laps ago, but finally looks like that, uh, Rick Mass has broken away. He's stretched it out to about five car lengths over the second place machine. Next car in front of him, Kenny Bass, then Joe Nemechek, then Harry Gant, who's just worked his way around those two lap machines. Here they walk off turn number four, back to the stripe. Everybody watching Rick Mast while Dave Marcus is now taking his car to the garage area. He was 42 laps down. They worked on the car. He is now parked in apparently the aftermath of the accident of a short while ago. We're about to say that for Rick Mast, this is his 152nd career start in NASCAR Winston Cup racing. He is winless to this point. Of course, he does have a uh, bush pole to his credit earlier this year at the Brickyard 400. First start for Rick Mast was in August of 1988 at Bristol, Tennessee. That was 152 Winston Cup starts ago for him. And this would be a heck of a storyline should he be able to hold on. But remember also, we've got a long race yet ahead of us at this point. 111 laps yet to go. Of course, if this were a 400-mile race, as it will be next year, we'd be about a dozen laps for so from conclusion. But it's not that easy for Rick Mass today. No, he's got his work cut out for him. I spent a lot of time with him here this weekend on Thursday. We had some rain showers here. We sit in the back of the truck and talked a long time. And Rick was the first to point out that, you know, things happen to you. And he says in this business now, the way the competition is, if you make any kind of a mistake, make any kind of error, bad pit stop, 
do something on the racetrack, anything happens to you, there's no way you're going to win. Oh, you forget it, man. I'm telling you, what's, the problem is, is just, you know, you, you'll get a lap down. Something will go wrong. You might have your chassis off. And you get a lap down, and you come in the pits, you get it fixed. Or you might spin out, avoiding the wreck, and lose the lap. And you might have the best car out there. And you go back there, and you try to get your lap back. Well, somebody's got a perfect set of tires and a perfect setup for that particular run of that race, and you're trying to get your lap back from that guy, and he's the second faster than anybody on the racetrack, and you can't get your lap back. And then you get off the next stop, and somebody else is up there running, and you can't get a lap back. You know what I mean? Very rarely anymore, it's hard real now to get a lap back from guys because some, all through the race, there's going to be one car at each stretch of the race that's going to be just flying. And, you know, if you're a lap down, it's hard to get that back. But... To win a race, it, it seems like somebody has to have something go right that nobody else has go right one time during the event. You know? Well, he's had a big break here today. He may be one of the Ray Bestest break moves that we'll be voting on a little bit later in the in the uh, race here. Greg Sachs coming back in and out of the racetrack. He spent some time in the garage area. But Rick has really done a good job. When you get down and get behind like he did and then come back, you've done a day's work. He really has. You mentioned Greg Sachs. He is 302 laps down. But, folks, we always talk about it. Some people, some guy wrote into a trade paper once and talked about how the announcers always call him those valuable Winston Cup points. And I guess we always do seem to say that. But here is Greg Sachs, 302 laps down. And he could gain a number of positions, uh, you know, because so many teams have dropped out. He could, before the end of the race, pick up another spot or two. And, and heck, who knows what that might mean at season's end. I'll tell you, the way, they, the way they pay in points when you go to New York City up there at the Waldorf, the awards banquet, it pays a lot of money, so they are very valuable points indeed. Barney, I think the other consideration where those final point standings are concerned is they really become more important than ever this season with provisional starting spots. The large number of cars showing up at these races for the fields and, of course, a couple of more new teams expected next year. Where you are in those final points determines the pecking order when it comes to getting those provisional spots. If you've got a problem and you're in the company of two or three other cars that don't qualify for the field, Whoever's higher in points is going to be the one that gets those spots. So even if you're back around 30th in points, it's still important to finish as high up as you can. And right now, to even use a provisional starting spot, you must be in the top 35 in owner points. Not driver points, but owner points. And right now, following up on the thought that Alan brought forward, Greg Sachs's owner, D.K. Ulrich, has only a six-point lead on Steve Grissom's owner, Gary Bechtel, and they are both within 20-some-odd points of the William Stavola, Bill Stavola team for driver Jeff Burton. So everything is still very tight, and they're back there at 29th, 30th, 31st spot in owner points. Very little buffer to that top 35 when you could be out of provisional. And don't think because you've got one of the top teams that you're not going to need a provisional. How many guys this year have we seen even go home not to even have a provisional that missed the race on several occasions. So it will make a big difference. That's the reason you see a lot of these cars that have spent that much time in the garage come back out there. Well, back to the business at hand right now. We're 389 laps into the AC Delco 500. And Jim Phillips, there was a lot of discussion here among ourselves on a commercial break a little while ago about could everybody make it with one more fuel stop? There may be a few cars out there that could. Let's find out uh, about that situation and about Dale Earnhardt right now. Andy, how about your car right now? You're up there leading. You drop back to third. Yeah, I know. We're going to try some scuffs here this next run. We had stickers on that run. And, uh, it's a little tied off. We'll probably make a little bit of a guess. Well, Rusty's out. It's give you a number to shoot at. 22nd or better to win the championship. 
Well, we're trying to keep a little better than that, but uh, that, that sounds pretty good. We'll try for that. Can you make it on one more pit stop, and when would it come? Yeah, we can definitely make it on one more, and it'll come a little after uh, 400 miles. That's Andy Petrie, the crew chief for Dale Earnhardt. I think Dale Earnhardt would like nothing better than to leave here this afternoon and win this race because it's been, what, about 20 races, I think, since Dale won in Talladega, I believe it was the last time he won, and that was back in the spring. So it's been at least about 20 races since Dale Earnhardt's been to victory lane. Now, he's had a lot of second-place finishes, a lot of top fives and everything else, but he hasn't been able to get to victory lane, and that's the one thing he wants to do. We'll take a break, and we'll be right back. Dale. We're in the final 100-lap segment of the AC Delco 500 here this afternoon at the North Carolina Motor Speedway. Rick Mass very much in command right now. Morgan Shepard rides second, and Dale Earnhardt is third from the North Carolina Motor Speedway. This is MRN Radio. You want to talk to Doug here before I come back? Four hundred laps going up on the board. Rick Mast currently showing the way. Oh, trouble in turn three. Harry Gant loses control. Tags Michael Waltrip both into the outside wall. Here's the race leader. He has to go all the way up to the wall to get around the skidding car of Waltrip. Makes a good move. Rick Mast went all the way out to the wall, almost got into them, did a good job of being heads up right there to keep from making any contact with them. Let's go back to turn three. Harry Gant coming into the corner behind Dick Trickle underneath Michael Waltrip and Gant's car just literally snapped around on him real fast. Just broke loose in a big hurry. He collected Michael Waltrip. Waltrip backed into the wall very heavily and Gant got into it not all that hard. They skittered down the racetrack just as the race leader came across and he had to make a great move to keep from getting involved. Caution is on the speedway. Harry Gant hits pit road and immediately goes to the garage area. We see a lot of sheet metal damage to the left rear quarter of that car. In fact, the whole tail end is caved in. We'll try to get a report there in a moment, but we are under caution. It comes out at lap 400, and here comes the front of the field. Pace cars already picked him up. Rick Mass, the leader, brings him down pit road. Morgan Shepard comes in right behind him. Dale Earnhardt is in. Brett Bodine brings his car in. Terry Labonte is in. Ricky Rudd and Mark Martin. Let's go down to Winston Kelly. Well, we've stepped onto the back straightaway pit. Heavy, heavy damage to the rear of Michael Walter Pontiac. He's still sitting in there. The wind and net is up. He's talking to the crew, got his visor down. A lot of damage to the car and out of Jim Phillips. Rick Mast is in the leader. They're changing the right side tires. Now they're around the left side. The Wood Brothers changing the tires in Morgan Shepard's car. Mark Martin is in. Ricky Rudd is in. Here comes Mast peeling out of the pits, but he's going to be beat out by the Wood Brothers. Boy, Morgan Shepard was first off the pit road. Then you've got Rick Mast and Dale Earnhardt in a drag race to the end of the pit lane. We'll wait and see exactly which car got out of there in the second spot, but a lightning-quick pit stop by the men who invented these lightning-quick pit stops, the Wood Brothers of Stewart, Virginia, who were really the first to revolutionize pit stops years ago. So good they were that they were brought to the Indianapolis 500 and showed those teams how to get the job done in winning an Indy 500. But I'll tell you, Michael Walter had a super run going. He'd be a good candidate for the Goodies Headache Award that will be voted on by the media later today, the $1,000, because Michael was in the top ten when he got involved in the accident that has sent Harry Gant to the garage and Michael to the back pit area. Other teams now that are more than a lap down making their pit stops as we go back to pit road. Ward Burton is in. Joe Nemechek is in. They're changing all four tires on these two cars. The work is being done a while ago. We need to point out that Ward Burton had a good run going, and they had one of those pit stops where the jack dropped on them, and they had a 38.6-second stop that really ruined their day. But now this one's working better around the left side. Bobby Labonte is in, and now he goes back on the speedway. 
Dean Grissom in, and he's coming back on the speedway and not out of Weston Kelly. Well, let's see if we can get a comment from Michael Waltrip. Michael, you had a good run going. We were just preparing to talk to your crew chief, Doug Hewitt, about how good the run was going. Then something happened out there. What was it? Well, we started pushing a little bit and kind of slowed down some, and uh, Harry tried to get underneath the trickle, and uh, he lost it and ran into me and wiped me out. So, uh, you know, it's been a tough, tough end of a good season. Uh, we keep having troubles here late, but uh, the Pennzoil Pontiac ran well all day, just uh, got run into and taken out of the race by another car. That's Michael Waltrip, and understandably disappointed as he had been in the top 10 all year long in Winston Cup points. He had fallen back to 11th most recently and had hoped to get back into the top 10 before the end of the year. Michael is another one of those drivers that if and when his luck changes, it seems like the better they run, the more things seem to happen to them. He'll have his day in the sun, that's for sure. He will because Michael Waltrip has had a lot of successful runs. He just hasn't been able to quite hang in there and pick up that first victory. He's had a bush pole, a number of them actually, but it's been a long, long time now. 266 career starts as he continues to search for his first NASCAR Winston Cup victory. Just joining us, we are now within shouting distance of the conclusion of this AC Delco 500 and also within shouting distance of what would be a record-tying championship count of seven for Dale Earnhardt. And should Dale go on to finish uh, 22nd or better with Rusty Wallace already done for the day and finishing back at 35th or 36th spot, it would be a championship day for Earnhardt. You realize, Barney, it'll be back to 1978 the last time anybody clinched a Winston Cup title with two or more races remaining in the season. Cale Yarborough did that during that streak of his three consecutive championships. In 1978, he clinched with uh, better than two races to go, and Earnhardt would match that. It's been a long time. Well, as Wayne Robertson said just a moment ago, most of the championships have gone down to the final race of the year, but for Dale Earnhardt, he's got mixed emotions about this thing. He, I was at a press conference out at the golf tournament they had here on Wednesday, and they were throwing a lot of questions at him about Ty and Richard Petty's record and maybe coming back next year or in the – Dale says, I'm going to drive at least five more years and hopefully win some more championships. And he has mixed emotions about beating Richard Petty's record because everybody – six, eight years ago, you could have got 100 to 1 odds that nobody would ever even tie Richard. Well – He's still Richard Petty, and he'll always be the king of the sport, and he's got 200 victories, and that's probably something that'll never be touched. So uh, it's not knocking Richard Petty off the pedestal at all. It is just one of those records that might be tied or broken, but Richard Petty will always be the king of the sport. No question. We're back under green and heading off to turn two. Morgan Shepard shows the way. He's got a lap car between himself and second place, Dale Earnhardt. That is Dale Jarrett, who has slid up in line. Darrell Waltrip is down to the inside of Earnhardt in three, trying to hold him on there and stay in touch with the Leaders, then Rick Mast is right on Earnhardt's bumper. And if this race should stay green. Oh, trouble in turn four. Todd Bodine, the car spins around. Here he comes down across the racetrack. Lake Speed and Rick Corelli dive for the bottom. Joan Imachek and John Andretti go to the top, and they miss him. A lot of good moves made to keep from tagging in to Todd Bodine as the car went around and backed into the wall. The roof flaps come up, and there's a lot of sheet metal damage to the rear of the car, and Caution is on the racetrack immediately. Let the record show it has been some 20 laps since we talked to Troy Selberg. That one is out of the MRN uh, sphere of responsibility, but boy, oh boy, poor old Todd running in ninth spot. The car just got away from him. And you know, the amazing thing, Alan, the cars are just breaking loose and spinning so quickly, there's absolutely no chance. I mean, the cars just whip right around. Well, I had a couple drivers say to me over the weekend, over the four days that we've been here, that it just seems like by the time you realize you're in trouble, it's too late. For some reason, the, this pavement gives you such a good adhesion 
and a good feel of that adhesion that by the time you know you got a problem, it's too late. And I mean, that car, Taj, just snapped around in a hurry before he had the chance to do anything about it. Got back up into the outside wall, and boy, some good driving behind him. Drivers coming off that corner on the gas on the restart. Went high and low to miss for piling in. And he's moved into the pits in the back straightaway. They're going to be able to get him back in. Well, there's a lot of trouble on the uh, damage to the right, left rear of the car. It reminds me a lot of the damage that we saw earlier on the Jimmy Spencer car, except to the left side of the automobile. The whole rear end is crunched back in on the back side of Todd Benign's car, but they should be able to get him back in. From the North Carolina Motor Speedway, this is MRN Radio. 409 laps on the board, 492 make up the distance. We're a lap away from going back to green. Jim Phillips, interesting strategies being played out on pit road. Well, Rick Mass's team had been using sticker tires before, but this time they put on scuff tires. We talked about that earlier. They, these tires have been run a couple of laps to get that shiny edge off of them. Uh, they should last a little bit better or a little bit longer. They're looking for a long run, and Terry Labonte had been coming on before that last caution. This gives him a chance to catch up, and his car has been running better on the long run, so if we go green the rest of the way, he will be a factor. Everybody knows to tail over in turn number three, getting ready to go back to green flag racing this time around with Morgan Shepard at the front of the pack, Dale Earnhardt back there in second, Rick Mass third, and they'll be back in fourth position there. Terry Labonte ready to scramble as they get ready to cut them loose here. Everybody's with tires on, a full tank of fuel, and if this thing stays green, that's what we're about to say just before that caution came out. You couldn't afford to lose any kind of track position now. Here they come down to the line. Green flag in the air. Morgan Shepard, good restart. He pulls away from Earnhardt by two car lengths, and he's trying to get Dale Jarrett to tuck in between himself and Earnhardt. He'll be successful in doing that. Jarrett falls in line. Earnhardt takes the outside groove. Rick Mast will try to hook on the back of Earnhardt and follow him down the back stretch. They work their way to the outside of the Darrell Waltrip car. Now Dale Jarrett separating Morgan Shepard from Earnhardt and Rick Mast. Rick Rudd still caught up to the outside of traffic. Here they come through the corner as Todd Bodine comes back onto the racetrack with repairs complete to the factory stores Ford. Lead cars work back into turn one. Morgan Shepard down on the inside of the track. Let's it drift up a little bit here in turn two. Earnhardt trying to get by Dale Jarrett. Pushes him a little bit here in the corner. Now Jarrett drops down low. Jarrett goes all the way to the bottom side of the back straightaway, giving Earnhardt the outside of turn number three. Jarrett keeping his car all the way at the bottom. Earnhardt and Rick Mast will go around in four. Can't afford to lose any ground now to the leader. Morgan Shepard is good as he has been getting around this racetrack. He is already open. Opened up five, six, seven car links on Dale Earnhardt back in turn two. Earnhardt has the second spot. Rick Mass now clears the slower traffic. He's back in third. Ricky Rudd now to the outside of Dale Jarrett. He'll clear that car off turn two. Terry Labonte hung up behind the Jarrett and Darrell Waltrip cars who were side by side. Labonte looked outside. He looked inside. For now, he has to stay in line. Here they come through the corner. Todd Bodine is four laps down. If you're keeping tabs on his progress, the lead cars now chasing down Morgan Shepard. There's two car lengths in arrears as Dale Earnhardt. Earnhardt is reading him in, coming into turn number one right to the bottom of the racetrack looking for a chance to move up alongside. He'll fall in behind and follow Morgan Shepard to turn three. That's some good stories at the front of the pack. Earnhardt clinching the championship possibly with a win. Shepard trying to get his first win of the year. Rick Mass trying to get his first win ever. They're in four. They come off four and back down to the start finish line. Terry Labonte trying to move around Daryl Walter to get a little closer to the front. Daryl would be posted one lap down I believe. Yes nine cars are now being shown on the lead lap 
as they exit turn two and head for three. Earnhardt really beginning to put the pressure on Morgan Shepard now. He's right on the back bumper, pushing hard in turn number four. Earnhardt trying to get underneath him off the corner. He last led 65 laps ago. Earnhardt draws even with Morgan Shepard at the stripe. Earnhardt leads the lap by inches in his chase for a seventh championship. Morgan Shepard, all he can do is fall back in line in single file. He'll follow Earnhardt and now have to worry about Rick Mast closing in from third. Down the back straightaway, the leaders come now. It is Earnhardt, then Shepard, then Rick Mast, about three car lengths to Ricky Rudd, then the lap car of Dale Jarrett. Before you get to Terry Labonte, next in line. Terry Labonte has really been scrambling, trying to get out of some of that lap traffic back there, find some daylight, and get back up in the top three or four and have a shot to win this thing. As they work back into turn number two, he's not gained any ground this lap around. He's still got to get by the Dale Jarrett car before he can deal with Ricky Rudd. The next car on the lead lap, Labonte, still a couple of car lengths behind Jarrett. The leaders stream down the back straightaway into turn number three. They run up on the back end of Todd Bodine's damaged car. He'll stay down low. Poor old Bobby Hamilton. He spent more time in the garage today than most shade tree mechanics. He's back in there one more time, and this may be the end of the afternoon for him as Bobby Hamilton's efforts go to the garage area. It's been a long afternoon. The lead cars work in turn two. It is Dale Earnhardt on the back straightaway. Morgan Shepard dropping now three, four car lengths behind him, then Rick Mast, then Ricky Rudd. Here is Terry Labonte finally trying to clear Dale Jarrett's lap car. He's on the high side of four. He may be able to get around him, and then he'll be able to chase down Ricky Rudd, maybe move a little closer to the front as they come out of the corner. The front five, about three car lengths between all three of them. They're back to two. Single file off turn number two again, headed down the back straightaway. Terry Labonte getting by the lap traffic, now starting to close in on the fourth-place car of Ricky Rudd. Dale Earnhardt continuing to press on. We're now trying to expand on his advantage over Morgan Shepard in four. Here now out of turn number four. The lead cars come one more time. Lap 419 going up on the board. Greg Sachs just checked the scoreboard. He realizes at this point of the day, he could stay out the rest of the afternoon and not pick up another position. So he has now parked the car as the attrition rate continues to grow. And of course, our season-long schedule continues to wind down. Next week, we're in Phoenix, Arizona. Then we'll be with you in Atlanta, Georgia. Then on to Myrtle Beach for the NASCAR Slim Jim All-Pro Series. And don't forget, throughout the winter months, Ned Jarrett's World of racing in the mornings. Alan Bestwick's NASCAR Today, weekday afternoons, and then your chance to talk with the superstars of NASCAR. Your phone calls welcome Tuesday nights at NASCAR Live. That comes your way throughout the winter months here on MRN Radio. And to let you know what station it is that will be bringing you all of that NASCAR news, why don't we pause 10 seconds right here on MRN Radio for station identification. Welcome back to the North Carolina Motor Speedway. We are in Rockingham, North Carolina, where you could not have shoehorned another race fan into this facility today. It's great to see this packed house. Everybody watching Dale Earnhardt right now lead the AC Delco 500 and route to what would be a championship clinching afternoon for him with Rusty Wallace now sitting in 35th and out for the afternoon. Chris Browning has stepped into the booth, the executive vice president and general manager of the North Carolina Motor Speedway. And you know, we were talking before, Chris, uh, this race track has lost many of its family members over the last number of years. Most recently, Frank Wilson, a friend of all of ours, passing away. But somewhere up there, there are smiles because, like I said, you couldn't cram another race fan in here today. Oh, yeah, you're, you're exactly right, Eli. This is a great crowd. This is probably the biggest crowd we've ever had here at North Carolina Motor Speedway. And we're real excited and I know that Frank is uh, up there looking down on us and smiling and, and really having a good time watching this event. 
Chris, I, you guys have added a lot of seats here. Do you have plans to expand and put even more in? We do have some more plans to add some more seats. Uh, there's there's some other things on the drawing board as well that the fans are going to notice over the next few years. Uh, got a lot of things we're discussing. One of the things that we've just gone to, as you know, is a 400-mile format for, for this event next year, and we're real excited about that. I think it's going to make a very quality show and a real exciting race for everybody. I know you were in the garage area the other day when the press release was put out. Most of the drivers are, are say it will be a much better show. Yeah, they're, they were unanimous in their uh, support for the 400-mile format, and now with the new pavement we have down, it obviously is working very well uh, to everybody's liking, and we're excited about that as well. What's been this been like for you personally? You came up through the Penske Speedways organization. You've learned a lot. You're a public relations director, and now all of a sudden executive vice president and general manager it's been a quick ascent for you personally yeah it's uh, also been a, a rather steep learning curve as well but uh, we're I'm excited that they had enough confidence in me to, to put me in this position and I look forward to to working with everybody as you know it's a team effort it's not any one person that makes uh, something like this work and we've got a tremendous amount of talent uh, all around us and that makes things uh, work right You've done a real good job here. We appreciate you taking a moment of time to come up and chat with us. Anytime we're down here, you're always welcome. Well, thank you, and we appreciate all you guys do. Uh, we don't get to all the races, and we're always tuned in to you when we're not there, believe me. Thanks a lot, Chris. Chris Browning, Executive Vice President and General Manager of the North Carolina Motor Speedway here in Rockingham. Dale Earnhardt now with some seven or eight car lengths of a lead on Morgan Shepard, and with the attrition rate now continuing to grow over the last number of laps, Harry Gantz gone to the garage, Bobby Hamilton, Greg Sachs. As of this moment, Dale Earnhardt would clinch his championship with five laps remaining in the race. Well, Dale Earnhardt now begins to start to pull away a little bit on second place. Rick Mast and Morgan Shepard now are one and eight-tenths seconds behind. They're running second and third. You've got Terry Labonte in fourth. And a pretty good battle between Dick Trickle and Mark Martin. Those cars now working up along with Ricky Rudd into the fifth, sixth, and seventh spot. Old Dick Trickle's doing awfully well here. The last uh, ten races or so, that team has really clicked. As a matter of fact, I was asking Dick the other day. We were talking here during the rain delay earlier in the weekend. And I said, why is it here of late that Mike Hillman, the crew chief, and all the boys are sort of running well? Uh, what's the deal? I think we're communicating a little better. And, uh, you know, we had a lot of weak links. You know, our, our engine program, we had to crank up. And, you know, we got Lloyd McCrary with GNL building them. And right now, he's he's right there. You know, I, I'm looking for some really good runs, you know, in these near future races. And indeed, that's happening. But where do you have to improve to be consistent each week now? We have to address our pit stops. That's probably our biggest holdback right now. But the team members are working so hard preparing the cars that we haven't had a lot of time for pit practice. But we're going to look at it. And uh, really, I'm looking to go into every race after a top five finish from now to the end of the year. And right now, Dick Trickle is in sixth position. Could get that top five he was talking about. Dick Trickle probably knows as much about racing as there's if you any kind of racetrack from a quarter mile on up, Dick Trickle has some laps on it. He's been around uh, longer than I have, and that's saying something. But he's still one heck of a race driver. And incidentally, his services are being solicited by uh, several teams down in the garage area right now. I talked to him a little bit about that the other day, and he said, I'm not real sure what I'm going to do. 
but uh, he may end up and surprise a lot of folks. Who knows? Exactly. No, the active motorsports team, uh, they are no longer, they've never really been total, they've never really been underfinanced. I mean, they've got some private funds behind the team. They've got sponsorship from Skybox. They spent the off week moving into their brand new racing shops. They've built a, one of those Taj Mahals of shops. They've got their own engine program planned for the future. So uh, uh, I think a lot of folks tend to get the wrong impression of that active racing team. It's not really uh, a team that's struggling to get by. They, they've got the wherewithal. The team is good enough to win on any given weekend. There's no question about that, but it's like everything else. You never know where these drivers will end up and whatever. They all listen. When, it, when you put the dollars up and start the bidding war and whatever, things can change in a hurry. We're looking at 440 laps up in the record book here this afternoon with Dale Earnhardt very much in command right now. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. We are live at the North Carolina Motor Speedway in Rockingham, watching the final 50 laps of this AC Delco 500 eclipse into the record books. If you're just joining us, the situation is very clear now. Rusty Wallace will finish in 35th position. He dropped out with engine failure at lap number 300. And what that means now, with the attrition rate being what it is, that with seven laps to go at lap 485, that is when Dale Earnhardt would mathematically clinch the championship. And, of course, seven laps later, one would assume he would go on to win the race. But that's if he continues to lead. But at this current situation, he would mathematically clinch the title with seven laps remaining. And, again, that would be the first time since Cale Yarborough in 1978 that a driver has won the NASCAR Winston Cup title with more than two races to go. In this instance, it would be two races plus seven laps to go in the season. That team has been so consistent all year long. Between himself and Rusty Wallace, they've had probably as many top five and top ten finishes as any team out there. The difference is Rusty has had several races where he was not around at the end at all, and Dale Earnhardt has finished just about every one of them. So we'll update you a little bit more on that as the afternoon goes by. Morgan Shepard had a problem a moment ago, and it cost him at least one spot over in front of Joe Moore. Yeah, he came in at dirt number one, went up a little bit too high. We've talked several times today about when you get out of that main running groove, you get up in the loose stuff at the top side of the racetrack, and it's virtually impossible to control the car once you get up in that stuff. Morgan had a very close call by because he almost hit the outside retaining wall. But he did get out of the throttle just long enough to steer the car back down to the running groove. But in the process, lost quite a bit of ground. The leader, Dale Earnhardt, continues to just wind around here. Once they did get that car to Dale's liking, he really has drove the wheels off from it, so to speak. Everybody, a lot of folks have said, not everybody, but a lot of people said several races ago, well, Earnhardt's just going to take it easy and win the championship. He's not going to get out there and race, but I think we saw that go out the wind in the early part of the race here this afternoon. He was right up there dueling for the lead. He could have got caught up in a crash, and Rusty would have still had a chance to win the championship. So I don't think Dale Earnhardt, if he lost the championship, would kind of sit back and take it easy, not with three races to go. Earnhardt's out of turn number two, moving down the back straightaway. Rick Mass trails him, and for the moment, Alan Bestwick, everybody's losing ground to him, if anything. Yeah, Rick uh, got, had a little trouble getting through some lap traffic, a little more so than the leader did, so that's opened up the gap between the two of them. Now, I'll tell you, the guy who's really on the move is still Dick Trickle. After he got around Mark Martin, didn't take him but maybe 10 laps to catch up with Bill Elliott and pass him for another spot and continue to work his way into the top five. Well, Todd Bodine had a wide turn coming through turn number four here moments ago, but he stays out of harm's way. And let's go down to that Dick Trickle pit area. We were talking earlier about how well they're doing. That's been a, a solid weekend here for that team. Well, Mike Hellman, you got a great run going today. Could be the first time in the top ten this year. Has Dick said anything about the car? Now he said it's pretty good right now. We're a little bit tight coming up off the corner. But we're just trying to run Ricky Rudd down and get a first top five. I'll tell you, it's really great for the Skybox Chevrolet to run like this. These guys, 
worked our hearts out this year and we've really come together here lately. You know, Dean Myers and Joe Horner, they really gave us what we need to work with. And I just got to thank everybody for working so hard and putting up with everything we've been through. Hopefully we can run these last 40 laps and get a great finish today. Have you had to make more adjustments to the car on the new pavement than in the past or less adjustments? No, we've been adjusting on it all day. When we got here on uh, Thursday, Winston, we were awful, awful fast. I mean, we really should have sat on a pole. We drew a bad number when we went out to qualify. We went out first. And uh, there was some speedy dry up in turn four. And Dick hit it, and we backed in the wall and tore the car up pretty good. Luckily, we got it fixed and went back out, and we were second round fastest. It's just been a long day, you know. It's still flexing and moving around a little bit, but we'll take it home and head to Phoenix, and hopefully we can sit on the pole out there. All in all, a good day for Dick Trickle and the Active Motorsports team, hoping to get their first top ten and top five of the year. Most people don't realize how hard these teams do work. Uh, he was talking about just how much effort they put in and how hard, how many hours they put in. A lot of guys asked me, he said, how do you get into Winston Cup racing? I'd like to be a crew member. If they could see these guys at the racetrack at 6 o'clock in the morning, out here until 6 o'clock at night, how many hours they put in at the shop and then spend the weekend at the racetrack, how many hours they're on the road, a lot of folks would not want to get into this business. And then you add in the testing. We had talked earlier about the teams that do tire testing or their own seven test sessions. And then maybe on top of all that, uh, the toughest job I've got to think, and it's just a personal thought, is, is being the truck driver for these teams. Because now you leave here in Rockingham, you go back to wherever your team is based, wherever that might be, you get rid of this car, pick up the Phoenix, Arizona car, and then you drive two days, three days, whatever it is, down to the uh, Pacific Southwest for uh, a visit to Arizona. You wrap up there and you come all the way back east to Atlanta. Uh, it's not, that's not an easy job. And the, the only way you can understand that is is you have to love this business to exactly. do that. Well, the laps are winding down here at Rockingham. 458 are on the board. We'll be right back. Well, here in Rockingham, North Carolina, Dale Earnhardt continues to lead. Bobby Labonte gave it an effort, but his coffee pot has stopped perking 28 laps from the finish, and he will go to the garage area with the uh, next uh, attrition list addition. Uh, Kenny Schrader is still out there running, which I guess is admirable to get exposure for his sponsor. But Kenny is now at the point where he will not pick up any more positions. He's running in 32nd spot. Harry Gant is now in 31st and out for the day, but there aren't enough laps for Schrader to catch Harry Gant. Hey, speaking of Harry Gant, might want to mention that coming up on November the 5th, there's going to be a Skull Bandit Racing open house. That's at the shops where Harry Gant's cars are prepared. Airport Road in Arden, North Carolina, from 10 in the morning until 3 in the afternoon. It'll be absolutely free, and there'll be autograph sessions with Harry, tours of the Skull Bandit shop. You'll meet all the crew. They've got co collectibles and all sorts of merchandise you can purchase. There'll be a memorabilia auction, show cars on hand there. Just take the airport exit off Interstate 26 east of Asheville, North Carolina. That is November the 5th, open house at the Skull Bandit shops. And coming up at the Robert Yates Racing Shops. He'll be a fan appreciation open house at Robert Yates Racing November the 4th and 5th from 9 in the morning until 4 in the afternoon. There'll be a $5 price for a one-day admission with youngsters 12 and under absolutely free. You'll see the Texaco Haviland Ford. You'll meet Ernie Irvin and Kenny Wallace. They've got Legends cars, souvenirs available, used car parts for sale, all taking place at the open house at Robert Yates Racing November 4th and 5th from 9 in the morning until 4 in the afternoon. It should be a good time. 
It will be. We're looking at, on the racetrack right now, and Dale Earnhardt looks back in his beer, and Rick Mast is beginning to reel him in. A moment ago, he was about a second and a half behind. He's about six car lengths behind as they catch a lot of traffic in turn two. Rick Mast has been doing everything he can, slicing his way through traffic, being held up a little bit. But when he gets clear sailing, he's visibly able to chop down the distances now within three car lengths of the leader. They work their way to the outside of Michael Waltrip's damaged Pontiac in four. Now come up on a couple lap cars racing side by side. Lake Speed is to the outside of Todd Bodine as the leaders come bearing in on them here at the start-finish line. Lap 470 going up on the board. Just 22 remain, and the scramble is in turn one. Earnhardt falls in behind Lake Speed, looks for a chance to move behind him. As he does, it holds him up. Rick Mass closes into within a car length of the race leader. Earnhardt dives to the inside of Speed at the entrance to three, and Mast is right there on his bumper, nose-to-nose as they go off the corner. Now, catching Dale Earnhardt, as we've said many times, is one thing, getting around is another, but Rick Mass feels like he has the ability to do it. Does he have the car? They're back in one. Lake Speed comes out of the gas. Both cars able to get by so they can settle it among themselves. Earnhardt leads by a car length. They exit for a two. Mass looks for a chance. Can't do it now. Falls back in line. Single file. The next lap car is about 15, 20 car lengths of racetrack ahead. Earnhardt goes a little wide in the corner. Here's Mass down low in four. This is for the lead here with the laps now with 20 remaining. Mass thought he had an inside move on Earnhardt. Couldn't make it pay off, but he'll shadow him back to turn one. Earnhardt drops it down on the white line on the bottom of the racetrack. Mast goes a little bit higher this time. He'll let it drift up wide off turn number two and once again fall in behind Earnhardt. Earnhardt opens up about a car length of advantage now on Rick Mast as they dive into the bottom of turn number three. Again, Earnhardt slides wide. Mast tries to pinch it off. Guarantee that crew of Rick Mast is saying, hey, we got plenty of time to do it. Don't make any foolish moves. Make sure you have room to get around him before you try it because you're only going to get one shot. That's for sure. They're back in turn two. Both cars down to the inside lane coming into the corner drifting wide coming up off the turn. Here's Mast again. He'll take a little bit lower line but again, halfway down the back stretch he's back in line. While those two are going nose to tail, a great race going on for third spot. Terry Labonte and Morgan Shepard are side by side. They've bounced off each other twice in the last lap. Shepard is inside. Labonte is outside. Finally, Terry gets a half a length out in front in three. That's a great scramble there while the battle for the leads in front of Joe Moore. Once again, they are approaching slower traffic. The form of Brent Bodine. He'll hold the inside lane and pull over. The leaders go by, nose the tail. Still bumper to bumper now. Earnhardt and Rick Mast. A couple of black automobiles. One a Chevy, one a Ford. Earnhardt again wide, but Mast not able to go underneath him. And all of a sudden, these pit crews down on pit road, you're seeing them up on the wall. They want to see what's going to happen here. They're aware of what's going on out there, too. Rick Mast within a half a car length of Earnhardt back to turn two. They close in on more lap traffic. Joe Nemechek directly ahead for Earnhardt. Off turn number two. He swings it wide, Earnhardt does, and Rick Mast follows the tire tracks. Down into turn number three now. Still about three feet of empty racetrack between the front two. Here's Mast again. Looks low. He tries to get that inside groove working. It's not going to help him. And again, the inside groove is also occupied by Joe Nimichek, who's running ahead of the leaders. Now at lap 476. Rick Mast waits to see what Earnhardt will do for the time being. Earnhardt falls in line behind Nemechek. The three make their way off turn number two. Down the back straightaway now. Nemechek gives room to the outside. The leaders don't take it yet. Now he's going to swing himself up to the outside and offer Earnhardt the low groove, but Earnhardt wants outside in four. Rick Mass took a look. Oh, inside. trouble in the corner. Darrell Waltrip's car comes around, slaps the outside wall with the left side of the machine. The car now sitting right in the middle of the racetrack in turn four. He turns it up high to try and get it out of traffic towards the wall. Caution is on the speedway. Caution is on the racetrack. Everybody avoids Darrell Waltrip. The car comes to rest right out in the middle of the racetrack over in turn four. Alan Bestwick. Here come the race leaders coming back around 
the yellow flag. Dale Earnhardt and Rick Mast will now ease off the throttle as their spotters tell them about Waltrip's car sitting in the middle of the speedway. Looked like another one of those cases where Waltrip's car swapped ends on him in the middle of the corner. He hit it flush with the left side of the car. The sheet metal is pancaked in all the way from the front to the back of the Western Auto Chevrolet on its left side. Caution with 14 laps remaining. Next Sunday, NASCAR Winston Cup Series racing from the Phoenix International Raceway. Live coverage of the Slick 50 500 begins at 2 Eastern on MRN Radio. We're under caution, and we didn't think anybody would hit pit road. Everybody did. Jim Phillips? Well, Rick Bass just on out at 18.7 seconds, but he's going to come a little bit short. Mark Martin is in. He's getting left side tires, and now Dale Earnhardt is down in front of Winston Kelly. 17.16 seconds to stop on the Richard Childers team. Dale Earnhardt, the first out. Rick Bass falls in behind him, followed by Morgan Shepard, then Terry Labonte. Those are the front four on this pit stop. So the stage is set for quite a finish here in the AC Delco 500 from the North Carolina Motor Speedway. This is MRN Radio. Here at the North Carolina Motor Speedway, Darrell Walchip has climbed from his car, walked to the ambulance, although he was assisted just a bit by a couple of the emergency medical folks here, and they've taken DW, Darrell Walchip, to the infield care center. Meanwhile, on Pitt Road, we are now within two miles of Dale Earnhardt, mathematically clinching his seventh NASCAR Winston Cup championship, while there's an honor being handed out down in the Rick Mast pit area. Yes, there is. Kevin Hamlin's been named the... Western Auto Mechanic to raise $2,000 to you, Kevin. Congratulations. You've had a heck of a day today. Yeah, okay. Then for, uh, yeah, yeah, that Western Auto thing, that's great. Uh, I tell you, that ought to be the Western Auto Mechanics of the race because uh, every one of these guys here earned that thing today, I'm telling you. Well, that was a great pit stop just a moment ago. The question is, though, can you get by Dale Earnhardt? <laughs> yeah, that is the question, isn't it? Uh, I sure the hell hope so. He's he's got enough glory for one day, I believe. But uh, I, I think he can do it. That's the Western Auto Mechanic of the race. He goes his name goes into that twenty-five thousand dollars season-ending pool. Kevin Hamlin, Western Auto Mechanic of the race. Very well deserved honor for Kevin here this afternoon, and Rick Mass would certainly like to grab his first Winston Cup victory ever. He chased down Dale Earnhardt. Now they have four fresh tires on there. The indication is one more lap, and we'll go back to green. And it's also the 10-lap rule in effect. We're within 10 laps of the conclusion of the race, so only the cars that are on the lead lap will be able to restart in single-file formation directly behind the pace car. And the next time they come by the start-finish line, Winston Kelly, it will be the championship for Dale Earnhardt. He will mathematically lock it up, uh, lock it up as he comes by the start-finish line this next time. Richard Childress, you'll lock it up as you take the green flag. Well, we just, we're trying to win a race right now. Richard's more concerned about the race than the championship. We'll get a comment from him in just a little bit. Well, he knows who wins the race. Everything else is going to take care of itself. And Dale Earnhardt, as we said, has not won a race in about 19 races. We thought it was 20, but he hasn't won since Talladega back in the spring. They're getting ready to take the green this time by. Earnhardt is the leader. Right behind him is Rick Mast. And everybody is pulling for Rick here this afternoon. They have really made overcome adversity to come back. Here they come. Green flag goes in the air. And Earnhardt wastes no time in getting up through that gearbox. In fact, he set sail, will pull away by four or five car lengths in turn one. Bass had a little problem coming up to speed. Looks like he's getting back up to full song now, but it's allowed Earnhardt to jump out by some eight or ten car lengths. Morgan Shepard wasn't able to take advantage to get by Mass. Terry Labonte wasn't able to take advantage to get by Shepard. So everybody on the lead lap, single file now into four. 
He'll work through turn number four, back to the start finish Trouble line. in turn number four, cars bumping and banging around. What a beautiful job to save the car by Jeremy Mayfield. Everybody got straight, but he almost bought the wall. Yeah, he went high. Joel Nimichek went high. Everybody stays in a straight line. While Dale Earnhardt leads now at lap 484, and Rick Mass tries to close. There is no challenge. It is two car lengths of racetrack. Rick Mass needs to make up. If he's going to catch Earnhardt, he can't do it in four. That sounds awful easy to do, just a couple of car lengths, but that's not going to be the case. Earnhardt's got her in the wind here this afternoon heading back to turn number one meanwhile there's a real scramble back there for fourth place Terry Labonte to the outside of the racetrack and Ricky Rudd's going to move to the inside of him to pick up the spot Mark Martin Bill Elliott and Dick Trickle also in that mix bumper to bumper those cars are as Rick Mass still continues to try and reel in Dale Earnhardt he's not been able to get any closer than that couple of car lengths here they work again, back off the corner. Rick Mass trying to size him up. Morgan Shepard, five car lanes back. Then Ricky Rudd, Labonte, Mark Martin, Bill Elliott, and Dick Trickle all battling among the lead. No one to make their move now. They're all single file. Still about two car lengths between the race leader, Dale Earnhardt, and second place, Rick Mass. Come to the end of the back straightaway now and dive for the bottom of turn number three. Earnhardt, Mass, Shepard, equidistant apart. Nobody able to get any closer off of four. Eight cars are all on the lead lap, and you could almost take a 200-foot rope and reach from the front to the back. To go back into turn number one, Rick Mast still two car lengths behind Dale Earnhardt. Black and silver Chevrolet shows the way. The black and white Ford riding second, trying to close in on the race lead. They're on the back straightaway once again. Pouring it on, everything he's got. Rick Mast is trying to close on Dale Earnhardt, but Earnhardt's determined to win this championship with a knockout punch. He's off of four. It would only be his second career win here in Rockingham. It's not been one of his best race tracks. Meanwhile, a little bit further back, Mark Martin in six, trying to put the block on Bill Elliott, running in seventh spot. Elliott can't make the move. Elliott has to fall back. Back in line in single file, he tries to move up on Mark Martin. While he does that, Dick Trickle sizes him up on the outside lane. Everybody in single file, bypassing the Michael Waltrip car down to the inside of turn number three. It's Earnhardt off of turn number four. Heading back now to the start-finish line. Traffic not going to be a factor for leader Dale Earnhardt or any of the rest of the top eight as they work back into turn number one. Down to Joe Moore. Mass tightens it up by another car length, maybe coming into the turn. Off the corner, though, each time Earnhardt gets a little bit better jump, stretches it out to the two-car length lead once again. Earnhardt slicing his way down now to the entrance of turn number three, doing all he can to keep that advantage over Rick Mass. Still two car lengths in four. Oh, Rick Mass just didn't quite get the restart he wanted here moments ago. He stayed about seven or eight car lengths behind Earnhardt, now draws to within two, but has to start dealing with some lap traffic. To the outside lane, they'll go to get by the Todd Bodine car. First, it's Earnhardt. Taking the wide move, Rick Mass goes with a similar line off turn two. Everybody settled down into line now among these lead lap cars. Nobody challenging for position for the moment. It's Earnhardt and Mass going to settle it among them. Dale Earnhardt out of turn number four, comes down, gets ready to take the white flag with one lap to go. Rick Mass needs to make up two car lengths. They're back in one. Rick Mass follows the same line as Earnhardt, right to the bottom of the racetrack in turn one. Off two, they'll both drift out wide up against the retaining wall. Mass doesn't gain a bit this time. Some lap traffic ahead for the race leader, Hutch Strickland and John Andretti ahead as Mast has one more shot at Earnhardt. Here's Earnhardt, slips in four. Mast goes for the outside. Rick tries the outside. He can't get any draws to the inside at the straight. Earnhardt wins by a car lane, holding off Rick Mast and Dale Earnhardt will celebrate his record-tying seventh NASCAR Winston Cup championship with a victory here in Rockingham, North Carolina. And there's, finish. and there's Bedlam on the pit lane here. All the Richard Childers team here. Richard, I tell you, that is a heck of a way to clinch your sixth championship, Dale Seven. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. I, you know, I'm just, I'm happy for all these guys. It was, everybody works hard. We hate rusting. Those guys had some problems today, but, you know, they're great competitors. Roger Penske puts together a first-class team, and uh, 
it's it's great. You know, it's just great right now. I'd like to thank all of our sponsors and our fans. That's Richard Childers, well-deserved, his sixth championship with this team and seventh for Dale Earnhardt. We'll take a short break, and we'll be right back. NASCAR Today continues on MRN Radio, sponsored by Ford and your local Ford dealers who invite you to see the exciting lineup of tough Ford trucks. Carolina Motor Speedway, but right now let's visit with Rick Mast. Winston Kelly. Rick Mast is taking the steering wheel off the skull forward. He's got a smile on his face, but I know he's going to be a little bit disappointed. Wanted to capture that first win. Rick, first of all, i got to ask you, on that restart, you got a little bit behind. What happened? Well, uh, the first thing, I was leading the race early and acted like an idiot. Went down there and hit a uh, 77 car and wrecked, tore up my car. We got it messed up. The guys kept working on it. Each pit stop getting it better and better. We didn't get it back to exactly what it was at the, end of the, uh, the beginning of the race, but the car was real good. Uh, it took me about 10 to 15 laps after each restart to get going. And uh, finally, I caught uh, Morgan. I got by him, and I caught Earnhardt. I really thought I might have had a shot at passing him, but, you know, his bumper gets wide towards the end. But anyhow, when that caution came out there at the end, I kind of figured it was over then because I just wasn't strong enough, you know, for the first five or ten laps to beat him. Rick Still, congratulations. It was a super run for you. you got to be pleased with what the team did, too. Yeah, well, the thing is, they had good stops all day. You know, again, I, I went down on that turn and tore the car up. I mean, it was ridiculous, but uh, just one of those deals. Rick Mast was second. Check in with Jim Phillips. We got Morgan Shepard here. Morgan, it was a great day for you. You wound up third. Yeah, uh, Sitco Thunderbird run good all day. We had was a little bit loose at the start, and then we got it uh, too tight. Uh, we kept working on it, and, and I really messed up our TN. I told the guys it was... So loose, how about putting another round of wedge in it? And I had it too tight there at the end to, to make a run at them. But uh, Sitco Thunderbird run good all day long. The boys had excellent pit stops, got me in and out of the pits. Uh, this same car we run Charlotte that we crashed on Saturday and, and ran second there. So uh, it's a good race car. We probably have to race it forever. Well, uh, second at Charlotte, third here. Are you building up for that win at Atlanta? Well, was hoping we'd get one before we go to Atlanta, but... Uh, uh, we'll keep working on it. Uh, we've got a good race car, and we just need to tune it up a little better. That's Morgan Shepard, third place finish here this afternoon. Tell you what, there are a lot of teams that can be proud of their performance here this afternoon. They won't go to victory lane, but they had some good runs. Of course, Rick Mass and Morgan Shepard and Ricky Rudd ended up with a good run here today. Terry Labonte had a shot right. to win this thing. So I don't think anybody's got any reason to hang their head here today. Let's right. check back in with Winston Kelly. Well, we're walking along beside Ricky Rudd, who started on the pole. The car dropped back just a bit, but came back on strong at the end of the race there. Well, we just missed the setup. You know, the car ran real loose, and uh, I think that's why it sat on the pole was real fast. Never could quite get it tightened up like we wanted to. The guys worked real hard. Bill Engel did a good job, and they made uh, fix something that wasn't that good today, and uh, we ended up with a top five. How about the track? How did it change during the race today? Well, the surface was real good, but as the sun came in and out, you know, we chased the racetrack all day. That's Ricky Rudd. He came home in fourth this afternoon. Right now, down on the racetrack, Dale Earnhardt's car has come to a stop on pit road. They have pulled a... Another track car alongside a convertible into which our Alan Bestwick has climbed, and he will be taking the ceremonial lap around the racetrack, chatting with Dale Earnhardt here in just a few moments. The members of the media have voted the $1,000 Goodies Headache Award to Rusty Wallace, who left the race at lap 300 with engine failure, and that allowed the Dale Earnhardt clinching of the championship today. So Rusty takes home $1,000, and there's a donation of $250 in the name of Rusty Wallace from Goodies Pharmaceuticals to the Brenner Children's Hospital in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. 
The average speed, 126.370 miles an hour, will not be a track record, even with the new asphalt here today. It's still about four miles an hour off Kyle Petty's pace of 1992. 25 lead changes among 13 drivers, with 10 caution periods for a total of 52 laps, slowing the pace today. Let's go back to Jim Phillips. Fifth place finish today for Terry Labonte, but I know that you had more in mind for this field today. But that one pit stop there seemed to get you behind. You couldn't catch back up. Well, it, got, it did get us behind a little bit, but uh, our car got too tight there at the end of the race, and uh, we never could get it any better, and uh, we lost a little speed. So it was a good run for the Kellogg Chevrolet. Hey, the, you know, I can't complain. Uh, uh, we really were strong there for a while, and uh, we just kind of messed up a little bit, I guess. But it was still a great day for us, and the uh, guys did a great job, and we're looking forward to going to Phoenix. It's been a great year for you. Well, you know, the first of the year was we got off to a pretty good start, and then we went through some races where we weren't too good. And I think we really got our cars working really good now, and Gary and all the guys are doing a great job. And, uh, you know, hey, we're looking forward to Phoenix and next year. Another top five for Terry Labonte. I want to report that Daryl Walter did come out of the Enfield Care Center. He was walking uh, down the pit lane and seemed to be all right. So that is certainly good news. Terry Labonte did win the True Value Hard Charger competition today. He was around the top five longer than anybody else throughout the course of this AC Delco 500. MRN and Ray Bestis teaming up for the Break of the Race Award, a $500 award going to a selected driver or team who had either the best break or the worst break of the day. And, and I don't know, Barney, I guess I, I'd be tempted to go with Rusty Wallace for the engine problem he had, but Rick Mast coming back as he did, that was a tough break, and he was kind of perturbed there, as we just heard a few moments ago. That could have been a real tough break for him. Yeah, I'm going to have to take a vote and give it to Rick Mass because I thought about that all during the afternoon looking for different guys that might have a good break, break or a bad break. But Rick, as he said, I went off in there and just lost my head and, and kind of put my own self in a bind down there. And then they come back and finish second here, had a good shot to win the race. He got a good break today, so I think I'll go with that. So $500 from MRN and Ray Bestus to Rick Mast, winner of the Break of the Race Award, a new feature here on MRN broadcasts of NASCAR Winston Cup races. Dale Earnhardt about to climb into the convertible as he and Alan Bestwick begin their mile ride around the racetrack, and I believe the champion is alongside. Alan, let's go on down to you. Well, this is uh, quite an experience, Eli. we got about eight of us here into a little Chevy Camaro convertible. And we're here with the champion again. Dale, what a knockout punch. Congratulations. Well, I, like I said before, I'm going to have to get ne dedicate this to Neil Bonnet. Uh, he was, a, he was a, uh, great and greatest I've ever known. He's a great friend of mine. Uh, this race team has done such a great job. Jim Goodwrench, Richard Childers, everybody involved, my family. My mom and everybody supported us. Teresa, she's been so great for me. I got so many things, so many people to thank. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable we won seven and done it here at Rockingham. He said the other day you didn't want to talk about what a seventh championship would mean until you got it. You've got it now. What do you think? We can talk about it all day long now. <laughs> talk about it all the way to New Mexico. Tell me what it means to you now to have tied this record and, and really to go down in history as, the, as one of the greatest drivers this sport has ever known. Well, I don't know about that, but we sure have uh, been enjoyed what we do. And uh, it's, it's, it's kind of... This racing's great. Winston Cup racing's my kind of racing. I, I can't say enough about everybody involved with it, NASCAR, everybody at Winston. They do such a great job with it. Uh, hell, I'm proud to be a part of it. I wouldn't change nothing. Last question would be, all the other championships you won, did you ever clinch one by winning the race? What a thrill that is. Well, it's great to be number one all the way around on that race day, and uh, 
like I said, the guys did a great job all day with adjusting the car. And uh, Mass was stronger on a longer run, and I knew he wanted to win his first. And uh, we just kept working hard, and uh, that caution at the end helped us when we got some tires. That made a good job there. That is Dale Earnhardt, the seven-time NASCAR Winston Cup champion. Congratulations, Dale. And I don't care how much he downplays that it doesn't really mean all that much. It means a heck of a lot to Dale Earnhardt. Right. We should also mention that for the fans who are new to the sport, uh, Winston brought up very appropriately the fact that this is the sixth championship for Richard Childress's team. Dale's first title came while driving for Rod Osterland after clinching the Rookie of the Year title the season before. So that's why there's a one uh, championship difference between Dale's own personal numbers and the numbers for Richard Childress Racing. We'll have some more in a moment from Rockingham. They continue to take the champion around the North Carolina Motor Speedway, the Chevy Camaro convertible with Dale Earnhardt aboard, along with Richard Childress, Andy Petrie, and Alan Bestwick. Let's go back to them as they make their lap of the racetrack. Well, try and get a word with Richard Childress here. It's a little uh, chaotic here as they got about eight of us piled in this car going around the racetrack. Richard talking with Rain Robertson of uh, R.J. Reynolds and Gar Smith from uh, Goodwrench. And uh, Teresa Earnhardt here in the middle of it and about uh, two cameramen and... Uh, and me. <laughs> Richard, number six, congratulations. Thank you. It's, it's great to be a part of this. You know, we just got to thank so many people. You know, our sponsors have been great. The team's been great. Our families have supported us and the race fans. So, what you know, what can you say in this? It's just a wonderful feeling. How are you able to keep this team at that peak top level year after year? We see people come up and go down the other side, but you never let off. Well, we just, it's one of those deals that we just work hard and don't think of what we're doing ahead as far as we set goals and try to accomplish them, and it just takes great people to do that. Our congratulations on number six. Thank you. Richard Childress, champion car owner for the sixth time, riding around the speedway with Dale Earnhardt. Tell you what, Dale Earnhardt's enjoying this. He is. He is just standing on the uh, trunk lid with uh, folks helping make sure he doesn't fall off. There are photographers ringing the racetrack, and it is quite a, a ceremony befitting of Dale Earnhardt, his seventh NASCAR Winston Cup championship, and yet another win in his ongoing career, inducted one more time into the Gatorade Circle of Champions for his victory today. And Barney, we've just gotten the final rundown, so why don't we pass it along to the folks. Dale Earnhardt is the winner. Rick Mast will finish second. Morgan Shepard runs third. Ricky Rudd is fourth. Terry Labonte is fifth. Bill Elliott finished sixth. Mark Martin was seventh. Dick Trickle finished eighth. Ward Burton came home ninth. Lake Speed was 10th. Jeff Burton, 11th. Dale Jarrett finished 12th. Ted Musgrave was 13th. Sterling Marlin, 14th. Kenny Wallace, 15th. Mike Wallace finished 16th. Joe Nemechek was 17th. Brett Bodine comes home 18th this afternoon. Jeremy Mayfield posts a 19th place run. And rounding out the top 20 is Butch Miller. 21st will be Todd Bodine. Rick Corelli finishes 22nd. 23rd is Darrell Waltrip. Randy McDonald survives for 24th. The Richard Petty car with the... Uh, John Andretti driving. He finishes in 25th spot. 26th will be Michael Waltrip. 27th goes to Bobby Labonte. 28th is Hutch Strickland. 29th, Jeff Gordon. And Steve Grissom will finish in 30th. 31st will be Harry Gant and his final visit to The Rock. Ken Schrader comes home in 32nd. 33rd is Bobby Hamilton. Dave Marcus will finish 34th. Rusty Wallace's day ends in 35th spot today. Kyle Petty will be 36th. 37th is Derek Cope. 38th, Jimmy Spencer. Greg Sachs will 
finish 39th and 40th will be Jeff Bodine. 41st, Billy Standridge, and 42nd will be Loy Allen. The one other post-race award we've not yet mentioned, the uh, Plasticoat Winning Finish Award, goes each weekend to the crew chief of the winning race team. And that honor today, as always, with the $2,000 going to Andy Petrie, crew chief for Dale Earnhardt and the GM Goodwrench Chevrolet. Well, now it's on to Phoenix and Atlanta. But don't think that the races are going to mean anything less to anybody, folks, because even though the championship is clinched, the point standings for the drivers and the owners still on the line. We've talked about how significant those are. And next stop will be Phoenix for the Slick 5500. The drivers enjoy getting out there. It's a place we visit only once a year, but it really is a beautiful part of the country, and it's something different for us. For those of us who travel each week, it's a nice place to go to and visit, and the fans out there just love their racing. I'll tell you what, I don't think there's any prettier setting for a racetrack than there is out in the desert in the edge of uh, Phoenix out there, and we love to go out there. Some great places to eat, and I, I know that's why we like to go out there, Certainly plus so. the race and a few other things. So I hope you can join us out there. We'll be there Friday for our Bush Pole update starting at 5.30 Eastern time. Saturday, a pit road preview at 11.30 in the morning, and then the NASCAR Featherlight Southwest Tour running Saturday afternoon, and our broadcast of the Slick 5500 will be at 2 o'clock Eastern time next Sunday. And don't forget, throughout this week, plenty of NASCAR coverage. Ned Jarrett's World of Racing in the mornings. Alan Best with NASCAR today, weekday afternoons. And hope you can join us. Your chance to pick up the phone and talk to the newsmakers. We've got David Green, hopefully, to join us. Hopefully, Dale Earnhardt as well. That'll all be finalized tomorrow. But do pick up the phone and join us for NASCAR Live Tuesday evening at 7 o'clock Eastern Time. Martha Oliver and Sherry Smith were on the scoring loop today. Joe Moore and Alan Bestwick covered the turns. Jim Phillips and Winston Kelly were on pit road. Today, it's a doubleheader win for Dale Earnhardt, winner of the AC Delco 500 and his seventh NASCAR Winston Cup Series championship firmly tucked away. For Barney Hall, I'm Eli Gold. Have a great week. We'll talk to you from Phoenix, Arizona next Sunday. MRN Radio. Coverage of the NASCAR Winston Cup Series has come to you from the North Carolina Motor Speedway. Sponsored by Pontiac and your local Pontiac dealer. Pontiac, we are driving excitement by Western Auto, the official auto parts and service store of NASCAR. By STP, makers of STP Super Concentrated Fuel Injector Cleaner. STP, drive a better car. By Anheuser-Busch, brewers of smooth bush beer and easy drinking bush life. By Unical and your local 76 dealers who invite you to go with the spirit of 76. By Heilig Myers Furniture and Heilig Myers We Furnish America. By Wix Filters. You'll find them at professional auto parts stores and on Dale Jarrett's car. By True Value. See your True Value hardware store. Help is just around the corner. By McDonald's. Drive through McDonald's for breakfast. The best start in racing. And by Raybestos Brakes. When it comes to safety, don't compromise. Say Raybestos, the best in brakes. The executive producer of MRN Radio is John McMullen. Associate producer, Alan Bestwick. Chief engineer, Harry Howard. Production director, Mark Williams. Affiliate relations, David Hyatt. Cheryl Knight and Stephanie Ellis. Production assistants, Clark Moore. Sandy Good and Sherry Owen. This is Rick Lewis. This broadcast was a production of MRN Radio.
Radio, a division of International Speedway Corporation, celebrating 25 years of great NASCAR racing coverage. This has been MRN Classic Races, presented by Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR, and brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our strength. Join us every Thursday for more classic races from the MRN Vault.